Hey guys, welcome back to the, wow, that is so cool how my phone updates as soon as it goes live. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the Anime Collector and welcome back to the OCA Podcast. That's the Open Chest Anime Podcast with myself, the Anime Collector, and my co-host, Donjobo Agi. Hello, hello. And who else? And FDDNM. Who's absent. Who's okay. frozen. <laughs> oh, joy. Click on his stream. You can't even, he's gone. <laughs> he's gone. Oh, it was uh, it froze on the screen. I could see him like like in a blur moving. Uh, anyway, so he's here, but he'll be right back. Um, I hear him. And FDDNM. <laughs> All right, he lost his chance. Anyway, so um, first things first, I want to talk about uh, Isao Takahata died today. Um, who is the uh, uh, the acclaimed director and co-founder of Studio Ghibli. So although he probably wouldn't approve, going to dedicate this podcast to his lasting memory. Um, and I do want to uh, address something. Um, I'm going to be... I, I just w ran out and got food because of, uh, I've had a very hectic day today. So something else I want to talk about before we jump into uh, anything is the... Uh, we did a live stream for the funding of the Gunsmith Cats Kickstarter. And if you haven't watched it, some very interesting stuff happened in there. But before I talk about the interesting stuff, I just want to address something because I'm going to seem like I contradict myself uh, in that particular uh, stream because I, I talked to Duo during those like four and a half hours uh, about how I had planned because that was that was before Easter. So I had talked about driving uh, down to California for Easter, leaving my family there, driving back, and I was planning to detox from caffeine. Um, and uh, I, what I actually did instead is when I drove to California, I started detoxing there. So I just stopped with caffeine. And it was actually a much better, uh, like I, I didn't have as bad of withdrawals because I wasn't, I didn't drink any um, five-hour energy shots since my last detox, which was brutal with the migraines and stuff. But um I got through it, but coming back, uh, doing that drive without any uh, caffeine was probably not a good idea, but I did make it home safe. Um, and uh, my going from day to night, day to night sleeping schedule um, has left me completely not on the right sleeping schedule. And in preparation for the podcast, I went out and got a coffee because um, I was up at like... 1 30 p.m today um which is i usually in bed before the podcast at, at noon uh, or 11 30 at the earliest if i can um and uh didn't fall asleep until about six o'clock <laughs> so i got this preemptively for the podcast um so i'm going to be drinking caffeine tonight so what kind of coffee is it well here's the, this is also kind of funny um i drink the vanilla sweet cream cold brew that's the drink that I get from, from Starbucks. And uh, in my gut, something was telling me today, they're going to be out. They're going to be out. And I dilly-dallied for like three hours before I finally got down there and got it. And as soon as I got there, I was like, yeah, we're out of cold brew. <laughs> and I, I asked him like, when did you run out? He's like, about three hours to go. <laughs> and I was like, God damn it. I knew that was going to happen. Um, so anyway, um, no, I, I got a iced coffee with with the sweet cream, which is the flavoring for the cold brew. Anyway, what's up? No, AC, you did a cardinal sin. A dilly dally is from Dairy Queen, not Starbucks. Come okay. on. 
Um, so anyway, I'm just, uh, if I'm a little bit like shaky and, you know, kind of all over the place tonight, I apologize for that, but I thought it would be better than the, uh, the podcast where I had to work early the next morning and I was just upset and tired the whole time. <laughs> um, so anyway, now that we've had some time to fil- let people filter in, uh, I want to go over what happened with the Gunsmith Cats live stream. So on a whim, because the Riding Bean Kickstarter was funded in 50 minutes, uh, I decided to live stream that Gunsmith Cats Kickstarter. And long story short, Robert J. Woodhead, the CEO of Animago, actually joined the stream and chatted with me um, during the stream. Uh, and I, ha- I had a lot of questions answered. I was, I would, that was. Every moment of that stream, that stream started two hours past my bedtime, um, where I usually try to be in bed and asleep by by noon so I can get up at 8 p.m., um, although all of last month I was getting up at least at 7 because of uh, kids' sleeping cycles changing, which was brutal. But uh, that was... Uh, I think I got a, a pretty good, decent amount of questions answered, although I, uh, it was another one of those situations where your brain's kind of all over the place because you're so tired. But um, I got to talk to Robert J. Woodhead, got a lot of great questions answered, and I brought up the fact that on the Kickstarter, they hadn't yet selected uh, who they were going to have for the third episode commentary stretch goal. So I offered up mine and Augie's services to produce that um that commentary track for them. And uh, he suggested that I write up sort of a proposal for them uh, for doing that. So um, since that moment, like since that day, I have seen that that people have been pressuring them to get uh, the voice actors the voice back together um, to do the third episode commentary. And that very well may happen, but I'm just throwing it out there in case you guys missed the stream that it is a really great stream to watch, at least during the parts where uh, towards the beginning, because Robert J. Woodhead was there uh, for in the chat at first. And then he actually jumps on the stream and and talks, you know, with me um, for a good portion of the beginning. Uh, and then the rest of it is us just waiting for, <laughs> for Gunsmith Cats to get fully funded. Um, but uh, which took about four hours and 20 minutes or something like that. So anyway, um, I, I just wanted to let you guys know that, that that happened. If you haven't checked it out, it's a pretty great uh, insight into some stuff. I asked him a lot of stuff about like the uh, that bubblegum crisis case where I found that, that Augie's had fixed a portion that mine had like that white thing on the bubblegum crash uh, DVD. But anyway, enough stalling. Uh, let's see. How do we even do the podcast? <laughs> Jump into. Uh... Well, first we say words, and then more words come out for other words to be said later. I have a we do quick... the pickups first, right? My brain is totally off. Yeah, we do pickups yes, first. Picks, um, pickups first. Yeah, you guys go ahead and jump into pickups, and I'm going to eat this Taco Bell. <laughs> okay, you start. You start first. Wait, no wait, 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 wait. We didn't have any OCA podcast questions, right? No, I don't know. Do we? No, we didn't. Not on, how, not on Twitter. How do, we, how do the viewers get to ask questions to us, AC? Send us a tweet using hashtag OCA podcast. Quick anyway. question. Is my What's audio up? lower because I lowered it earlier today? Do I sound fine? You sound the same. Yeah, you sound okay. fine to me. Excellent. So who wants to go first? Uh, how about Somebody the guy in the red room? In the red room? Okay. Well... Uh, locking the camera on you so I can eat without looking like a total tool. 
Okay, to get the most obvious out of the way, we have Photon the Idiot. I need to get to watch it. And I did watch it, obviously. And then, uh, okay, where do we go? So this is the first thing that I bought from Robert's Anime Corner Store. He was actually, uh, I wasn't aware that he was a seller on Amazon.com. And it was Legend of the Legendary Heroes, because that one, I think, is a bit harder to get. Like, you can get a couple on eBay for a decent price, but, uh, yeah, this one was a really good price. Uh, he didn't include the filler box, though. Not that it really matters, because I'd get the second part anyway. But it's actually in really good condition otherwise. Now, the next one is I got the Blu-ray for Detroit Metal City, because <laughs> I had the DVD copy before. And I'm like, you know what? I want this to look good next to my Devil May Cry and stuff like that. So then the next one we got Blame, the movie, because I'm not sure why I picked this up. I think it's because I told myself, oh, I'll wait to buy it before I watch it instead of watching it on Netflix or something like that. And then Hunter x Hunter set two because I had sets three and four was pre-ordered and one. And I'm like, you know what? I don't think they're going to re-release the first two collections as one because they named this set too, right? Yeah. They they can't yeah. just go back in time. And it was no actually Who knows? <laughs> uh, that's Viz, but yes. Oh, oh right, yeah, yeah, it is Viz, you're right. Yeah, but I mean, uh, yeah. The thing is, it was also cheaper on Amazon.com for some reason, even after conversion. So I'm like, okay. And then I got When They Cry Kai, second season. I actually got two copies of this, but um, what's it called? They said that they lost my first copy and because I ordered it from a third-party seller on .ca. And then I'm like, okay, whatever. You guys can just refund me or whatever, and I'll reorder it. So then when I reordered it, it came the exact same day that the lost copy somehow found its way to my house. So I had two copies, and now I've sent both back, and I've essentially gotten... Uh, I think it's a free when they cry at this point because I've essentially not paid. The third party seller doesn't know I received it and Amazon refunded me. So free when they cry. Well, if if the tracking number or whatever was. It had no tracking. That's why it was well, lost. Okay. I'm just saying, if just so you know, they may, I mean, it might not change the fact that you got a refund, but just for the record, for anybody out there, you you said they don't know that you got it. If there's a tracking, even if they don't provide the tracking public, if that gets scanned at your house, they know you got it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, but they did refund you before it got to you. So it, it probably still would be like, well, it took. Oh, they're funding me time. after it got to me. I just oh, really? like, hey, refunded. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, the glorious world of retail. Then. Gintama, I was really looking forward to getting this because I was like, I want to start collecting Gintama. And yeah, you know, I was pretty hyped when they announced it initially. And now I have it. It's done. How many episodes are on that? 26, I believe. So yeah. is that caught to like the first two box sets on DVD? No, 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 no. This is season three. Oh, okay. Yeah. First, I think because it was the most modern thing that was out at the time, so they decided to start dubbing from a more recent spot. I hear it has oh, okay. a first, rough first couple episodes, but yeah. 
I'm still happy that they're dubbing it at all because everyone has that huge controversy of, oh, you get dubbed Gintama because there's so many Japanese puns and stuff. But the thing is, anything that the dub could be guilty for, the sub will be equally as guilty for, right? Because it's puns yeah. that are Japanese. Yeah, it's on the writers. Anyway, I, I like previewed it, and I thought it sounded fine to me, so... Onward. And I got the... My fourth copy, I think it is, of Yu-Gi-Oh! Bonds Beyond Time. Because I have the Bonds Beyond Time that came with the complete collection. But um, before that, I got the Region 2 DVD release, because I don't think they had one for Region 1 at the time. And then I got the Blu-ray, because I didn't have a Blu-ray of it yet. And then they announced the frickin' Steelbook, so I'm like, okay, now I need the Steelbook. So four copies. And then my most recent one, I think, is I got Testament of... I don't know how to say this name properly. The Testament of the of Sister New Devil, because uh, this one's now out of print, and Best Buy had it in stock still for a reasonable price. So I got on that before it got way too expensive for my liking. And then the cream of the crop that some might say is My Hero Academia season larger than two, and. <laughs> I mean, She's yeah. Larger than one. Uh, let's let's save our discussion about this. I also got that. Let's save our discussion about this to when we talk about um, Legend of the Galactic Heroes later on. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then my final pickup is a manga pickup, and that's Celebru Five and Six. I seem to have one every single podcast. <laughs> All right. On with you, Augie. Or also, hold on. Before we go into Augie, I just want to address. Reese is bringing up because uh, you probably haven't watched it yet, so it's a common mistake. Hunter x Hunter is just pronounced Hunter Hunter. God damn it! That's right. I know that's right. I don't know why they had the X then. Just leave it if it's not pronounced. <laughs> because some people it's Hunter don't times know how to get Hunter. <laughs> Hunter squared. That's what. What if it was called that? <laughs> Yeah, I'm really into Hunter Squared. That's my favorite anime. Hey, hey, it's a romance between a hunter and a hunter. <laughs> anyway. Um, squared. Yeah, that's a good question. Do they call it Romeo X Juliet or just Romeo Juliet on the... Uh, I, really think, I think High School D... Oh, no, High School DXD. Is it DD? I think they literally just we're getting, said we're DXD. way off into the week. Okay, yeah. Oh, no, no, it's... High school D cross D. The cross is for religion symbols. Okay. So is it locked on me, Scotty? Well, wait, wait. Now I have to jump back in. <laughs> if we're going to talk about this, we might as well talk about uh, Holic. <laughs> oh, you're right. Yeah, that's the hentai. XXX no, Holic? The X's are actually supposed to be variables. So, yeah, that. Growing up uh, collecting anime. I never actually bought that one, although I do, I do love the soundtrack for it, and I wanna, I do wanna own the box set for it. Um, but it's like sliding that past your parents who just won't. It's kind of like the whole, like if oh you grew God, up in, yeah. a, in a religious household, explaining the demon aspect of Inuyasha is like that's not gonna fly in a in an overtly religious household, you know. <laughs> Even though in Japan, um, the word for demon is is not at all the same as is sort of it's like it's the closest thing that translates. Even though in Japan they have like sort of um, like yokai. I don't I don't want to get into it, but you know what I'm talking about. Anybody who's been through that. But uh, let's go into Augie's pickups. 
Am I locked in? Yes, you're locked in. All right. So, whoop, boom. Okay. So to start off, we got a discotheque release of a uh, Nadius under seven. Ooh. Nia under seven. Nia under seven. It was like Nia or something when I first saw it. It's Nia. I've I've watched the show. Yeah, just like it's called Gios. I watched the show. Also, from last week, a follow up from a previous pickup, and also to Maggie, complete the uh, yes, what? Before you jump in there, let me just interrupt for one second and say, for the record, nobody is shaming anybody for correcting your pronunciation on things. This just goes globally here. I appreciate it when you tell me that that if you've seen the show and you can tell me that it's not pronounced the way I'm pronouncing it, because that means that I'm not going to make the mistake in the future. So I hope everybody understands that nobody is trying to shame anybody when we do that. We're just helping you for the future's sake to not make that mistake again. Back to you. Back to you. Back to me. Yeah. All right. So. From last time, I picked up one thing. Now I got the twin of the other thing to complete ADV's release of uh, what they released of... You're Under Arrest? You're Under Arrest with the movie. Spin that baby. Ooh. Yo, it's the motion one picture. Ooh. Yeah, it's a motion picture. Pronounce it right. <laughs> it's, on, it's on the other side of the, of the DVD case. Why? I would be calling it no, a terror in Tokyo. He was holding it, looking at it from the back. He was showing us the front. So I guess up next for this venture to get the shorter end out of the way would be the Sentai stuff before going into uh, a Miramigo. Speaking of Sentai, some more from it. Finally, I got Koihime. Kohime moves. So. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hmm? What? Hold on. Hold There's on. a complete collection. You're right. If that's what you're thinking. Still these three seasons, though. Isn't there a hentai called Koihime? Yes. That's the yeah, visual right. level. Ooh. I know that because Manga Gamer, I think, has that. Let me, let me interrupt you again, Augie. Yep. Back in the day... Eskimos play. We used to download things off LimeWire, which if anybody else in the comments uh, has actually used LimeWire, uh, answer me this question. Was the first thing you used LimeWire to download LimeWire Pro? Because that's what I did. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, back in the day, people used to troll people using LimeWire who are downloading anime and they used to take really hardcore hentai and name it things like Naruto episode 17. Oh my um, God. <laughs> so that's how, that's how I first was introduced uh, to Bible black. Um, I think it was actually Naruto episode 17, uh, which after, after downloading everything, I would skip through it, you know, to make sure that the download was, was um, correct. Correct. Like it didn't, it didn't corrupt or anything. Um, so, uh, I immediately could tell that it wasn't Naruto and just deleted it, but but that's uh, I later learned was Bible Black uh, because of the obvious 
unique um, character design school uniforms they have in the in that series. But uh, another one that that actually I found that way was Koihime. Um, and I, it's one of those things that's kind of funny. Like, have you ever watched um, TV? Like, you turn on the TV, and you immediately know what show is on, even though there aren't any real cues to show. Like, the, the, the main cast isn't on screen. Um, the theme song's not playing. But you're like, this is law and order. I can just tell. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's that's kind of the thing with Naruto is you can you can tell. And even if you're skipping through it, you could, you could tell just by the art style sort of thing. Um, so anyway. Back to Agi. Uh, that's interesting to, to, to learn that there's... Because it seems like this is becoming a much more common thing. Uh, in the past, I thought that, you know, there's Kite and Kite Liberator. There's Mezzo and Mezzo Forte. And then there was Variable Geo and Variable Geo Neo, right? Uh, and these were a series where they had a, a tame or a safe-for-work, so to speak, version. And then the, the adult um, version that went with it. And uh, it's interesting to find out that apparently this is a much more common occurrence uh, recently. Mm -hmm. that, that I'm it is a much more common occurrence than I used to think because I was like devastated when I learned that Canon, of all things, was a hentai game. I was like, what? Mm -hmm. well, being, a, being a hentai game and being a here's an actual hentai, um, like having a hentai, having it based on a hentai game because Fate Stay Night is based on a game yeah. that has those sort of things at the end of it. Cause that's just like a lot of games, they have that in it. Like you can play it without any of the adult content, but if you, I think it's like, if you beat the game, you can unlock certain scenes or something like that. I don't know. I've never played, uh, what are they visual novels? That's what they're called, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I've never actually played one, but that's, that's my understanding of it at least. But um, this is a whole different thing. This is, there is an act like time went into animating this to make adult scenes and also, there's a kid-friendly show. You know what I mean. So we've learned this yeah. recently with magical, magical canon, which is a whole different. Is that you're not talking? You're talking about canon the, the no canon. Uh, the, he's talking about the canon with the K, not the canon yes. with the magical stuff. Okay. Anyway, yeah. So I back to Augie here. He's been holding these up. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just I find that very fascinating. That it seems like just all of a sudden, all of these things that are related to an adult title are coming out. I mean, even Cream Lemon fell with this with uh, Project Lemon. I can see myself in the reflection of your DVDs. <laughs> How about now? <laughs> with a bit of a delay. Uh, anyway. What's kind of strange about this is you have Season 1 called Season 1, Season 3 called Season 3 on the cover, but Season 2, no, for some reason. Um, okay. <laughs> I love those naming schemes. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, you know, actually, this is a great segue. Um just a quick thing to get the chat's mind on this. Sorry, Augie, to, to interrupt your, your pickup so much. But um, we've been talking behind the scenes about uh, creating a video for the channel all about, like, for instance, James Rolfe, the angry video game nerd. He has a video or a series of videos on frustrating title schemes in uh, yeah, in movies true. and how they don't, they don't match up. And we've yeah. been discussing behind the scenes organizationally how it can be frustrating to figure out where to put things and the best way to alphabetize and all that. Like, um, obviously, if something starts with, with the, you usually just ignore the, but then there's other things like legend of or record of, uh, you know, like, do you include that? You know, Super Mario, do you put that under S or under M? Um, so I'm, I'm curious if you guys have any ideas for uh, some series that are particularly difficult to uh, 
to organize in your collection that you want me to sort of go over. Uh, like if I, if, if I have them, I'll definitely make sure to bring them up or I might talk about like where I would put them if I did have them. Um, so you can um, go ahead and sort of get that going in the chat. If you, if you, if anything comes to mind and that way we can, uh, we can make sure to include that. Cause I think that's going to be probably the next tip that I do is just sort of how to handle the less easy um, things to, to categorize. Uh, anyway, back to Augie. I will say this, that Mecca guy, you're the first person to talk about a BenQ monitor instead of a BenQ projector that I know of, but awesome that you got that new projector. I mean, is it BenQ or bank? I don't know. Because I always think of it as bank. Hey, Lashonsky is here. Well, speaking of the bank, I finally got me the... The yeah, real yeah, version of uh, of Google 13 Queen B. Queen B? Yeah, Queen B. Like the... Not the not the Beast Wars. <laughs> you know what I was talking about. Yeah, in your Wasp Renator fantasies. Ooh. Is there a Blu-ray for that out? Yep. For the professional? Wait, yeah, the for the professional, yes. Queen B <laughs> needs still needs a re-release. The professional is the one that had allegedly the first CGI. Yeah. Yes, okay. AC. All right. All right. Also, I may, from Manga I may or may not have been Wait. trying to download that for the last like three months <laughs> so that I could have a high quality version for a certain video. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> also, from Manga Entertainment, I finally got an upgrade to a bounty dog now. All free on the barcode. Ooh. By the way, um, I looked into my my cataloging app. I don't actually own that. I I could have sworn I did, but I can't find it, and it's not get in my collection. Copy. I can get your copy. I don't want a hole punched copy. <laughs> but it's a copy. They hole punched it. Yeah, for some sick reason, when they were going out of business, or when someone else is going out of business, they hole punch or put a slash on stuff. I don't know. Yeah. They keep saying legal reasons, but I think they're sick in the head. What it means when they have a slash UPC or a hole punch or anything like that, or the socket, so is that it. it's been returned to the manufacturer or something like that. Um, there's actually, there's a whole thing. Look up saw cut on Wikipedia, and there's a whole thing you can read about why they do it. And up next is a Vampire Wars. Not Beast Wars? Ooh, <laughs> no, that's released by Shout Factory. Just be oh, glad you can finally get that. <laughs> No, I don't. Um, that's another one. Who who released that? Manga Entertainment. Manga Entertainment, as well as Sword of Truth. Ooh, such a bland uh, cover this Sword, one has. Sword for Truth. Is Sword this the one that's truth. based on? Uh... Oh man, am I... is this the one that's based on Hamlet or Macbeth? That's a trick. Think... That's a trick uh, question. AC cause a lot of movies in Hollywood and general are based off of Macbeth. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't doubt it. And up next is a double feature of Street Fighter Alpha. This this version of it includes two movies. Generations hmm. and uh, uh, Alpha. Yeah. Can you get Generations and Alpha separately? Yes. You can, but I got this version. Okay. Since we've been talking about Bubblegum Crisis, I finally got the original... 80 police hmm. from Ameramigo, still sealed. Ameramigo. 
Sympathize here. What's up, dude? Heard you have to sell some stuff to buy a certain collection. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a topic of discussion coming up. <laughs> and uh, since a certain someone I know snubbed me for it, I finally got me a Digimon the movie in the plastic box. And it only costed me $7. What do you mean plastic box? Well, it's not the paper one. There's a paper box? There's a paper box. The one I you usually see people yeah. in their collection. Actually, that, that brings back memories. When I first started, uh, okay, so I, I gotta tell the story real quick. Digimon the movie here. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you off here, Augie. When I first started the channel, um, my mom had just passed away, and my dad actually got remarried like way quicker than anybody expected. And it's really funny because this actually used to belong to my brother. Um, this was, uh, he was into Digimon growing up and I, I mean, I, I liked Digimon too. Don't get me wrong. But, um, from my parents' point of view, it's like my brother was big into Digimon. He had like the, the little keychain like pocket fighter things. Uh, and I was into Dragon Ball. Right. So in their mind, it was sort of like when we went to go see the Digimon movie and I think it might've come with a card, like the Pokemon movies did, yes. um, the, my mom got a, a card for buying a ticket as well. She gave it to my brother and she would tell me like if they did this for like a Dragon Ball movie, which never went to theaters, uh, that she would give that to me. Kind of, you know, that's sort of what I'm getting at. So anyway, this was my brother's and my brother didn't, he was the kind of person like I've discussed in the past about where you where you're like, okay, time to sit down and play some video games. You open up the the PlayStation, it's like, oh, that's not the game I want to play. Take that out, put it, go to the go to the case it goes in, open that up, and there's a whole different game in there. And you're like, oh great, I get to spend 30 minutes fixing this because somebody else doesn't care as much. So um he's not a collector, right? Uh, but anyway, when I, my uh when my dad and his new wife were were recreating the house that my that I lived in growing up so that it would suit sort of like the new relationship versus the relationship that my that my parents had built uh, until my mom died they actually found this uh somewhere in the house somewhere and gave it to me so it actually ended up like completing um, your yeah it was a really bizarre a really bizarre thing that happened where that where mm. it's like well at least there's this like they're destroying the memories of my family home and everything but hey at least digimon's now complete well, <laughs> although it Augie's does... looks like it came with a poster too yeah it comes with a really good poster that yeah it's about as That's big as a trapper cool. keeper yeah What's anyway What's with some of the faces on here? Like Ty, TK, I feel so sorry. It's just a really for weird art style. I don't know. I'd look at it, but I don't have one, so I can't. Better than the, uh, what is it? The Alliance Entertainment art, though. <laughs> I'm gonna, is this? No, uh, I'm gonna grab a, a conflict real quick. Hold on, I'll be right back. Keep going, Maggie. How's the camera set up? On you. Okay. So, and last of all, I finally got Sergeant Kabuki Man in YPD. Ooh. Which is also yeah, the topic of tonight with uh, Photon, the idiot. We'll have to do that after Photon, though. Hey, of course, of course. Did you watch either of them? I watched Photon. What about Sergeant Kabuki Man? No. I watched Sergeant Kabuki Man. Oh, man, man. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna take down some notes real quick regarding the uh, 
the stuff in the chat about the uh, the question I asked regarding what you would want to see covered. So Gundam came up. And then there was another one. I'd organize Gundam by the like the way Universal that it appears. Century. I, I I do it by timeline, which is what I'll go over in the video. Uh, Monogatari will probably come up too. The Monogatari series. I think that one's preference. fairly straightforward. Um, it's not as straightforward. There's two ways to do it. Uh, but well, I'll, yeah, I'll go into that. The prequel one. Well, there's chronological than the way it was released. Uh, sorry, I just I don't want this to get away from me before I forget. Um, I think Reese brought one up. I have two copies of Digimon VHS. Good okay, so you, you're Digimon, talking about Lupin. Uh, That's a good one too to go over. On Digimon. Uh, apparently, Jet X had a Digimon movie marathon oh, one time and dubbed like not the three Until movie compilation, but like. The movies after that till the frontier right movie yeah which for some I reason that. i know we've no, talked about it okay i think i'm caught up all right sorry about that guys i just wanted to make sure to write this down so i, I don't have to rewatch the entire stream to <laughs> to it's get so these. weird that they haven't re-released those movies even though they're properly dubbed the which one the digimon movies yep we could be getting that. If you go on to Blu-ray.com, there's a pre-order for Digimon the movie. Oh, okay, wait. why don't you why don't you send me that link via Facebook and I'll add it to our release section on the uh, on the document. What is you? What in the hell is this? Oh, that's not a US release. Never mind. There you go. That Mecca guy that says would be it. nice if we get Oh, the other two Digimon movies from Memorial Hosoda. I was going to say, like, we have two of them from Memorial Hosoda. Um, I'm so tired of Summer Wars. You're tired of it? Yeah. Is it because he keeps redoing it, essentially? No, because people keep wanting to rewatch it. I, I don't, I don't have that. any desire to rewatch it, but I did enjoy it the first time. I enjoyed it the first time, too. It's just the ten, ten other times I had to keep watching it in the same month, it got old. Thank you for sending me that link. Uh, Augie, are you done with your pickups? Well, I'm done with my pickups. <laughs> now, now it it's like if you had had at least one more thing to go over, I would be able to grab this link and add it in without without it causing a hiccup. <laughs> um, oh, give me one second. Man, it'll take it'll take like two seconds. Hold on. Um, release news. I'm going to put it at the beginning of release news. Oh, no, I'll put it at the second one. Digimon movie Blu-ray. That way, if you guys want to pre-order it, you'll be able to get it. Because it's not like the PR is up; it's just like. Okay. In the database. But you'll be able you'll be able to have uh, that link to go get it if you want. Close that. Close that. You All know, right. I tried data database movie surfing once, and I heard G Force was coming out, which was an alternate name of Gotcha Man. Hmm. Ooh, was I disappointed with that guinea pig movie? That had no All birds right. whatsoever. Oh my god, that one you mean. Yeah. <laughs> uh Lishansky says you sound and look so much better this podcast after you know. Me? Oh um, anyway, thank I'm, you. Gonna, I'm gonna jump into uh into my pickups. So I went to book off while I was in California and I found this gem. Anime favorites collection. Uh 
So this is released by Sony, and it's basically, here's the anime we have in, uh, of movies, uh, and they put it out in a collection. So it came with um, Memories, Paprika, Steam Boy, and Tinkon Concrete. And uh, this is going to be one of those other things that goes at the beginning of my collection with all the other miscellaneous crap. And then I also picked up, because there was a saw cut in them, I picked up volumes one, two, four, and five of All My Buddha again. And volume two, again, has a saw cut in it. So, no shame um, on you that like, time. Looks like I'm going to have to rebuy that one again. Then I also picked up Aquarian Age, the movie at Book Off, because it I was just pre-ordered that. I mean, not for Jesus. Ordered that. <laughs> you know, that version looks a lot different than my version. Because there's a limited edition as well. Well, let's see it. Okay, let me get it. <laughs> no. What are you doing, huh? Well, here's what mine looks like. Yep, that's what oh, I did. God. Let's just say I'm glad Let's I don't talk. have that one. That looks ridiculous. Well, is that it, looks is ridiculous. It, it's like it's just the DVD in a big old shoebox. It comes, it comes with <laughs> comes the trading card. cards. <laughs> it comes Good, with trade binder. Comes with the movie. It's literally just epic. the same thing I have, but in a big shoebox with extra. Let's see. Well, it came with the it came with a figure, right? No, it came with a manga, but I think I put that up somewhere. I think I think one of them came with a figure too. Anyway, back to my pickups. I also uh, I saw these at Book Off, but I was able to get them for the same price-ish on Amazon. And I took a gamble because the book off slipcover was destroyed of um, Full Metal Alchemist. Gosh, I can't read that at all there. There you go. The Sacred Star of Milos, uh, which I realized I saw it. And I'm like, oh yeah, this exists and I haven't watched it yet. So I got that. And then this is another thing I've been meaning to get for a long time is the premium OVA collection, um, which I don't think had a slipcover. So I think I'm okay nope. there. And when I first got this, when I first got this in the mail, I remember looking at it and being irked because the slipcover was damaged. And I, I ordered the uh, replacement from Amazon, you know, where you do the return and replace and have them ship it to you. And then you ship the old one back. And then I looked back and I couldn't find whatever caused me to, <laughs> to uh, actually request. do that. <laughs> so I'm not sure what was wrong with the case, but maybe, maybe the next one will have an even better slipcover. Who knows? Um, anyway, so there's that. And then a heck of a lot of Hello Kitty is coming your way. So I got Hello Kitty and Friends, the uh, holiday fun box. This is um, not at all what it looks like on the uh, on the Amazon listing. I think the Amazon listing it has it has a much wider spine. I think it's actually a thin pack, but uh, it came to me in this two DVDs that are double sided um, for this one, and then. The Hello Kitty Diamond DVD collection, um, which is an art box that's unopened, uh, as you can tell. I'm not going to open it, but this is what's in it, are these five DVDs. Um, and it's supposed to be like a jewelry box. Uh, and then the one that actually I want to see, Hello Kitty Stump Village. So here's volume well, you finally one. got that one. Volume? I bought the whole thing. Oh, okay. Two... Three, four, five, and six. Moving on, I 
got Hunter Hunter Phantom Rogue Blu-ray and DVD because the uh, the series that I have is also Blu-ray and DVD for all of them. I rebought the I think this is the yeah the first volume of um, I Me My Strawberry Eggs because um, I saw it at Book Off and I I should have not picked this up because the thing the reason I rebought this is because this one says Pioneer and I knew I looked through my cataloging app and saw that oh the one I had was the Genion release um, and then when I got home I realized that I actually had volume one three and four is Genion and volume two is Pioneer so it would have been easier for me to just refine volume two and get the Genion version instead so that they would match but whatever I want to watch um, that series also picked up at Book Off, uh, Itsudate My Santa, which I already owned, but this is the one with the correct rating. Um, this actually got recalled. I've got it uh, already. I'd have to grab it unless you it's... have the recall version. I have the recalled version. I think it's actually right here. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, uh, right so this is the recalled version right here. Uh, it has a different UPC number. If you can tell. Augie, stop making noise. <laughs> um, so it has a different UPC number, and on the bottom, this one says TVPG, and this one says TVMA. So, <laughs> so anyway, that's why I picked that up. Um, and then uh, this was also from Book Off. Uh, Maria watches over us, season two. Um, and I picked up. Uh, I, I've started really pushing myself whenever I buy something on right stuff, which I think this came with Hunter Hunter, uh, is I'm trying to get the rest of the Monogatari series. So I finally picked up Keys of Monogatari part three, which I had already seen for that uh, first impressions video. So I kind of needed to pick it up. Um, and then I also have My Hero Academia. Actually, this, this might have been what that came with. Um, no, no, because I pre-ordered this. That, that wasn't it. So I also have this monstrosity that is way thicker than the... Extra uh, thick. Uh, in fact, I've got it right here just to demonstrate in case you were considering getting this. Thank you, Reese, before you mention it. Yes, I know you got the, the standard one because you foresaw this. But yeah, this is the size difference. And season two, part one... <laughs> Season two, part two is going to be thick like this too. And it's like, there's no reason for it. It's really kind of obnoxious. And I think it's really like funny it, because though. we were just talking on the podcast about how Funimation has chosen to start doing those thin LEs. <laughs> so uh, apparently this didn't get the memo. <laughs> anyway. That is pretty hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I also Maybe saw... it's supposed to be big and obnoxious because of like uh, textbook spines. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also picked up uh, the Blu-ray of Haruka, or Oblivion Island, Haruka and the Magic Mirror, which I already I have the DVD of, but now if I want to do a video on the CGI, I've got a better quality version I can... Uh, now you have the blue girl. Uh, I also picked up... Uh, I rebought this because mine was sun-faded. This might also be a little bit sun-faded, but not nearly as bad as the one I had, so that's great. Uh, Zetman oh. and Slayer's Premium. So, um, premium was that that has that? that has opened up a can of worms that I don't even want to go into, but ooh, uh, Slayer's is not 
going to be fun to collect the rest of. <laughs> uh, now I've got something else, but I got to bring I got to bring up something real quick to preface. He's, he went away. Zetman's also created by the people who did Tiger and Bunny. Fully return. Yeah, if you look at the cover, it kind of gives off that vibe. Yeah, that too. That looks like a Giver clone. I just want. Okay. Uh, oh, I just want to quickly address Lashawn Ski's comment: how it has the digital HD edition included in the My Hero Academia set, so you get a digital copy. Yeah. Okay. So we've talked on this podcast, or at least, on, yeah, no, I guess it's been on the podcast, not the channel specific, but just the podcast, about Tai Sing Entertainment. This is uh, the original Ashitano Joe release for the movie. Um, and this was Legend of the Condor Hero, or pardon, leg The Legend of Condor Hero. Uh, there's no second the in that title. Well... I found this by having a saved eBay search um, that alerted me every single day. Found I, I've seen thousands of uh, copies of the uh, the live action series uh, pop up on eBay. Eventually, finally found somebody selling it in the box. Got it, um, but uh, I didn't turn off my search, and I found something very peculiar that popped up there. Number two, Tai Singh released these as well now here's the thing you got to understand this is series one of legend of condor hero there's three series so this is this is series one and series two you can see the little roman numeral two right there these on the back i bought these thinking that this was the chinese release because this show is actually dubbed in Chinese, not in uh, Japanese. So it's in, it's in, I'm assuming Cantonese. And then it has subtitles in Cantonese, Mandarin and English. Uh, and then there's also an English dub on that first series. The person told me, Oh no, it actually has, this one has uh, languages in Cantonese and Mandarin. So it's been dubbed in both. So they told me on the thing, like, hey, just be warned, there's no English or any English subtitles on this. So I bought this thinking it was going to be, like, I thought maybe Tai Seng was releasing stuff in China and also in the U.S. Um, and what I found very interesting about this, I, I thought I wanted to get it for the sake of the bootleg series so I could understand what maybe an official Chinese set would look like compared to uh, all the knockoffs that we'd be talking about. And it turns out, strangely, that the not only is the barcode uh, a 12-digit barcode, which is sort of the U.S. one, it's also Region 1, NTSC. That really took me by surprise. So later on, I'll open these and sort of investigate them further and just sort of see like what I can glean from it. Because I'm you know, fairly certain Tai Seng is, a, is considered a legitimate company. Um, that they've actually gone to, to the trouble of dubbing things and doing it, you know, going that far, not just ripping stuff off of, you know, recording it off of on demand from Japan and then slapping it into a DVD. So that was very interesting. Now, I've also picked up in the spirit of Gunsmith Cats, Canon God Ixaxion from Kenichi Soda, the, the creator of Gunsmith Cats. So this is a five 
volume manga. This is part two. Part three. Part four. Ugh. It's getting difficult to hold these. And part five. All right. So this is the whole series here. Um, and then the last thing I want to discuss. I don't know if anybody knows about this, but I managed to snag a copy of Rule of Rose. And something really interesting happened with this where something I, I, I confused myself with the tabs I had open. I, I ended up bidding on one copy and then seeing that what I was bidding was actually the buy it now price and then biting the bullet and buying it now only to find out that they were actually two separate listings. But luckily uh, somebody outbid me on the first one. So that didn't end up happening. I don't know if anybody knows. Yeah. It looks like Satan 666 knows about uh, rule of Rose. Um, how much did I pay for it? Uh, more than I would have liked to, but so the, I didn't even know about this game until like the week I bought it. Um, but uh, somebody on, there's a Facebook page called uh, Paragon Sakuga. And I think the, the mod over there is named Raiga. And he, I think he's also got his own page. Uh, he was talking about this. And um, at first I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then they started talking about stuff that happens in the game. And I was like, no, definitely got to play this. So, so this is something um, maybe someday we'll get something set up on the channel or maybe that's I can do a live stream or just do it through Twitch. Um, but I got to get like the capture card and all that stuff um, set up. So uh, yeah, but that I'm, I'm looking forward to playing that at some point, which probably won't happen until <laughs> way later. But uh, I think I Atlas, so I trust it. Yeah. That's it for my pickups. Um I believe, I don't know. I'm, I might be skipping something, but I, I kind of don't care. <laughs> um, I just want to move on. Um, I mentioned the stream last week or two weeks ago. The stream? For Gunsmith Cats. What about there's, it? Well, there's one thing that bothers me. What's up? You couldn't say your ABCs. But luckily, the chat. Give me a chat... break. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> Augie, hey, you can't control you, me. <laughs> I'll give you a break because the chat saved you. <laughs> that was bizarre. <laughs> a bunch of... A, I, I thought... I wasn't sure if that was you creating alt accounts. No, was, that wasn't that me. That was so bizarre. Well, anyway. What's um, even weirder <laughs> is the line I said and didn't even show up on the save. Probably because it's oh, a yeah, license so, lyric, but... Yeah, so that's worth addressing. Um, one of the reasons why I'm, I was taking notes uh, regarding this stuff, and if there's anything that I've missed, please uh, try to repost it and get my attention. Um, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna have the chat not up so I can see it right now because I'm gonna be doing um, the I'm gonna be screen sharing for the articles in a second. But uh, Augie had noticed that some of the comments he posted on the archived chat didn't end up showing up in the rebroadcast of the stream. So that's that's one of the reasons why I'm going to the trouble of actually taking these notes regarding the stuff that should be covered in the um, in the future video regarding organization. Anyway, um, so you guys ready to move into the uh, into the articles we're gonna be talking about? Yes. Yeah, sure. Um, somebody found, 
Naughty Senpai says that somebody he knows found a copy of Rule of Rose for $2 at half price books, but it didn't come with the manual. That's pretty insane. <laughs> I've seen it sell for more than $150 on eBay without the box or the manual, just the disc. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, anyway, um, I think I think we're. I mean, I. I I'm not going to go through the chat right now. <laughs> um, let me just get into the articles. So let me screen share. Actually, let me get the articles up before I start screen sharing. So the first thing we got to talk about is Kickstarter slash crowdfunding news. And I'm realizing there was a bunch of stuff I had planned on making sure I read before the podcast, and I and I didn't. <laughs> I didn't read all of them. Um, so that out. Say what? You're supposed to act that out. Act what out? The reading? You want me to read it on stream? Which is what I'm planning on doing now <laughs> for some of these. Um, so this is actually the same link that I used for uh, for the Kickstarter campaign last podcast. I just didn't remove it because I wanted to get back here and I forgot that I had it start at the Animago site. So just, just to check in with... Uh, just to check in with the Gunsmith Cats... Um, they are at 218,000. Um, so they are, I think they're really, they, by the time the podcast is over, they might hit the next stretch goal, actually. Um, during the stream at one point, the uh, the sort of trending um, range put it at something like 4.5 million. <laughs> um, yeah, we're pretty close like, to that goal. What? We're pretty close to that goal. Of 4.5 million? Yeah, we're on a great trend. No, not anymore. Obviously, when it when it was back here, when it had first passed it, it was like it was astronomical how high the chart was going. Now it's like under 400,000, but you know, who knows? Um okay, so the next stretch goal is uh 225, not not two not two twenty like I thought. So uh yeah, it got completed in four hours and twenty minutes. Um I like the we picture actually, of the guy stre actually stretching. <laughs> yeah, I love I you know, um Robert J. Woodhead, we actually oh no, we didn't talk about this on the on the stream. It was another guy. I, I watched a um if you type in Robert J. Woodhead on YouTube, our video is is there and there's two other interviews somebody did uh but they're not talking to him about anime ego as much. They're talking to him about he made a game called um oh god, Wizards. I think it's called. Uh, it's an old, like, old, old, like. Whoa, he's text. responsible for that. Yeah, he was the creator of it. He was one of the, oh, the main yeah. creators of it. So, um, so, but they talked in that about something he did, which was the, because he's like a programmer. Let's see, where's his created? He made a Kickstarter for something right here. Uh, called backer support. So he made like a management and logistics app for Kickstarter. Um, so it's kind of funny. It's like I, I mentioned in the stream that that the Anime Ego's um, Anime Ego's Kickstarter should be the template that all other companies should strive for. It's like all this stuff is like they nailed it the first time. So I totally agree. Like this is a great way of handling it to to, to keep because he's got his his thing you know cataloging when stuff uh, hits certain goals. I'm guessing. So they threw in all this uh, stuff to like sort of archive the exact time and whatnot. And I just think it's a really a real clever way that they handled it. Um, so anyway, moving on. And uh, I talk about 
this pledge in that stream if you haven't seen it and why we went this high and what we're going to ask uh what we're going to ask for the personalized inscription and sketch from kenichi sonoda so go ahead and watch that if you haven't seen it um and gunsmith cats kickstarter reaches goal within five hours i already covered that so i saw this uh from digital manga Kickstarter backers, say goodbye to your monies. So this person says, I worked at Digital Manga as an intern. Pros, flexible work hours, nice supervisors. They gave me a great recommendation letter from my current employer. Okay, just making sure I was on the stream. and I didn't have it locked on Augie or something. Anyway, um, they assigned me uh, to this great popular awesome series. I only got to work on two volumes. Wish I was able to do more, but my internship hours ran out. My assignment was pretty well-known, famous series. I can't believe they trust me with it, and they were able to print my name in a book. I am forever grateful for blah, 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 blah. Uh, okay, just only a little bit more. For this opportunity, they took a chance with me. Anyway, cons. How big is this? Okay. OMG, where do I begin? The owner is a real clown. The best way to describe the company is a clown. The owner is running the circus. Uh, it's a shame, really. It is legitimate. It is a legitimate, could be a profitable organization, but the clown runs the joint with unrealistic goals and milestones. They have great licenses and titles, but the owner butchers it. I was an unpaid intern, but he put me on this thing called milestones. He asked me to help, and by help, I mean he forced me to handle sales and marketing. He told me that I had to raise $3,000 a month handling his online stores. 3,000 was my milestone. He said if I didn't meet the 3,000, he won't give me a recommendation letter. Buyers beware. He runs Kickstarter campaigns to run to raise operation funds. That's annoying. Oh. To raise operation funds, not to produce books and merch uh, that they were promised during the campaign. Hey, folks, if any of y'all invested into these into his campaigns, it is safe to assume that you will not be receiving your rewards anymore. The money is gone. The owner took them all. There's been a ton of angry comments on the Kickstarter pages. He asked me to handle the responses. I left the internship shortly after after that because I didn't want to get involved with angry backers anymore. So um, you guys can read further if you want. Um, oh, wow. These are... Yeah, I, should, I really should have read these before. This is actually um, on Glassdoor. Uh, I guess is a website where former employees can sort of uh, air oh, their grievances on the pros and cons. It looks like these are all previous. Um, um, yeah, there's, there's some going. morals. So I'm not going to read the rest of it, but I just thought you guys might find this interesting. Uh, regard, I, I've never backed. I don't think I've ever backed anything from digital manga, so I don't I know. But um, do you guys yeah. have anything you want? Yeah. Say so what? first things, uh, Glassdoor. I'm not saying particularly for digital manga that this is true, but Glassdoor isn't necessarily like a trusted website in my eyes because there's this YouTuber who made a video exposing how horrible a system it was because their friend literally went on the page. They said they worked for Bungie, the people who developed Halo. They said like, oh, food was okay, but wasn't that great or something and gave a two-star review and they were the former CEO. It's like... <laughs> Like, come on. yeah. So you, so what you're saying is that there's no, there's no verification that they are exactly. like. It's like, yeah. So like, there's certain websites like trusted something or other, like trusted buyer or something like that, where uh, they actually put. Um, it's like a third party rating app. I actually dealt with this for for the uh, suppliers for the uh, 
the stickers I got printed for my company. Oh. But um, they they had this site that had like over 500 reviews. Uh, and all the reviews are from verified buyers because the link to get access to the site to actually type up like your experience with the company um, comes through the purchasing, right? So you don't actually get the opportunity to go there and leave your review until after you've actually purchased the product. So all of them, it's like five, it's like 97% five stars, 3% four and a half stars. I mean, this company has a great reputation. Um, but um, enough about that. Just getting back to the idea that uh, yeah. that's an example of, of it's like, you have to be a verified buyer to be able to do this. And what you're saying is that Glassdoor uh, is sort of a, there's, there is a potential for mudslinging at companies that you don't like just by, speculation and LARPing to pretend you're, you were an employee and talk oh, about yeah. stuff. Um, this particular one, I think there's enough details in here. Yeah. That, that's um, what I'm saying that it's not necessarily the case for this one because there's enough reviews behind it. But um, my opinion on the whole thing is that uh, I believe they did uh, under the air, the Kickstarter for under there, uh, Tezuka manga, whichever that is. They mm -hmm. did deliver. I have my copy over there. So. Oh, okay. So just, just to clarify, what's happening now, what they're saying is that something has occurred at the company where the money has dried up and the future stuff won't happen. Like the company is probably going to be insolvent is what they're saying. So th oh. this one, this particular one says Kickstarter backers say goodbye to your monies. The other ones are saying no work for over a year. This company needs a new name, DMK equals digital manga Kickstarter. So this one's uh, also talking about that stuff, uh, probably to a different degree than the, than the most recent one up here. But anyway, I just thought that I thought you guys might want to read that might be interesting. Hey, 999 from Lashansky. Thank you. Um, dude, yeah, take easy. Stopping here. That money should go to your kid though. So, <laughs> um, but I appreciate it. So anyway, uh, I'm going to get back on track here. Let me, uh, yeah, Start screen sharing again. My two cents. It sounds more like a moral issue with that company, but if that happens, it's going to bury itself. At least I didn't back the higher tiers that got you like the complete mangas. I'll just say that as sort of a somebody in that entrepreneurial race, so to speak, starting my own business and all that with with some friends. Um, I've worked for enough people that I've seen just abhorrent ways of running a business. And I, I'm, I don't necessarily think necessarily this is a moral issue. It is shady to use Kickstarter as a way to bolster funds. Uh, and it's a gamble as well. That's the thing is that is that it becomes sort of a gambling aspect of keeping your company running. And it's not a smart idea. You know, uh, the business model, basically the bottom line is that the business model they're running is non-sustainable and Kickstarter was, um, that shot of adrenaline or, or so, uh, you know, to keep them alive. Uh, it's like morphine going into the company to keep them going for another month, you know? So that's, that's what it seems like is going on, uh, there, but, um, that's all I got to say about that. So I'm going to move back on to the next, Oop, go ahead. I hate to use this character to describe, but it sounds like, um, a Mad Hatter version of Gomez Adams from the Adams <laughs> family, but what's wrong with Gomez Adams? Oh, there's nothing wrong with Gomez Adams. Just comparing him with this company. 
You know, that, uh, I want to I want to say one thing about Gomez Adams real quick. Um, Nostalgia Chick years ago did a video on the Adams family and broke down something that is so poignant that it really blew me away about how ironically for all the shows that were out at the time, Adams family had the most um, stable loving relationship between the parents of any other show. Uh, because at a time when all the, uh, all the other characters, like they're sleeping in separate beds kind of thing. I mean, it was sort of the, the time of TV and whatnot. And, and then going into like later series of, of just the parents not getting along and the conflict was part of the, the storytelling aspect. Uh, she does a, an amazing job breaking down the, uh, what's the wife's name? Is it Patricia? Yes. Morticia. Morticia, right? Yeah. Yes. So Gomez and Mort that, that relationship, she does a great job breaking that down. And it really, it really, um, sort of bring it's it's like I, I i i don't have a phrase to describe this yet but i i really um have found that something that has been really interesting to me in recent years is how great thinkers take a a concept and i'm not necessarily saying that i would call her a great thinker for for putting this into words but just this is sort of the idea that is it's sort of touching on is that great thinkers ponder on a really complex subject for a long time and they compress all the information into what becomes basically a self-evident truth. Um, so the example I give people is the term uncanny valley. Uh, it really doesn't describe anything, but as soon as you start to hear it and somebody starts to explain what it is, it automatically like downloads all the information of all the thought that went into compiling things into that phrase. And it's just like, it's a way of sort of downloading information. And I think that that's to an effect, what she did there is she's able to um, to sort of put into words something you kind of already knew but never really thought about. So anyway, moving back on to what we're talking about here. Uh, so I think you had me share this, Augie. Is that correct? Yep. It's just another – it's a translated manga on Kickstarter. That's not what I wanted. That's what I wanted. I was going to check if it was actually from digital manga. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's just a, so oh, the next one is the one that, that I shared. So that, that'll be the one that we'll talk about. Um, oh, no, I don't. I didn't grab it. Shoot. Um, hold on one second. I got to grab another one from. I sent it to you guys over chat. I, I somehow missed the uh, link well, to it's it. Made, it's cool. Did it? Okay, well, that's good. Yeah. For the one we were just looking at or for. It had should. a pledge of 2000 It made 4000 Here it is. I, I somehow missed adding this to the to the thing. Let me go ahead and add it to the document real quick. Copy. <laughs> so talk, talk about the, the one you had me share real quick while I do this. Why did you? Why was it interesting? Was it just? Was it just because it was a Kickstarter thing you wanted to bring to people's attention? Or did you have more to it than that? Uh, pretty much what you first said. Just okay. In, something in cheap, maybe interesting. Oh, great! And okay. uh, bring more news about it from the Kickstarter. Yeah. Publish update. All right. FDD now on the far speaker side of the wall, second shelf from the top is. Looks like a white box. What's that? Yep. Oh, all in the sea? Oh, okay. 
think that's uh, so the, what I was going to talk about that I just added back to the thing was this one column volume one printing so this was an interesting thing that I saw where this is a western motion comic is that what this is I don't know. They're making print of it. I don't wars. understand how it's going to work. Yeah, it was it's just going to send kind you an MP3 weird. to listen to while you're reading it. Yeah, it says we're launching a unique series of graphic novels that includes character audio logs and original music. So this is kind of, I guess, like a character drama, so to speak. And the thing that's interesting about this, uh, and the reason I shared it, is because the characters that they have, the voice cast that they're claiming to have, are. Um, actual like Lucy Christian, and these are like main voice actors from like the anime industry. Um, so pretty interesting to see. I let me put it this way the goal they have for this now, I, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to talk out of turn here. When I say this, like I, I don't mean to slam them. A ten thousand dollar goal seems kind of low for all the production they need to do and fund the voice acting. Unless the they already had funding, or, or they already had everything I'm just saying, done. Like uh, I don't. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to oh. slander them and say. Oh that wait, wait, wait. Is okay. volume one supposed to be? Uh, are we talking about thirty minutes worth, five minutes worth of? Hold, hold up. I, I, I remember I watched the video. They said that they have everything already done. The thing is they want the funding so they can print all of the books like a big order. That's that's what the Kickstarter is for. Okay. okay. Well, speaking as somebody who, who literally just went through the process of getting books printed, this is a low goal <laughs> for a lot of books and also having the, the voice actors and stuff in there. So... Anyway, I just thought I'd throw that out there just so you guys know. And then we just went over this one. And then this one, I saw this on, on Crunchyroll here. Um, speaking as somebody who's in sort of the 3D biz, uh, I was intrigued by it. So I'm going to play a little clip from it so you guys can see it. It's got a very interesting art style to it. And it's just it's just a tech technical demo of walking around the town and stuff. Um, there's a Kickstarter for this if you guys are interested in it. I thought it looked cool. I don't have time to play um, to play games uh, as much as the next person, but uh, if you guys are interested, there's a link from here to the Kickstarter, um, which has a bizarrely specific. What is it? Must be yeah. It's a oh, it is a yen uh, goal, so that's why it's going to this weird number. Um, so yeah. Anyway, if you guys are interested, there's 28 days left. Um, but, uh, I don't know, maybe I'll, I don't, I don't know what it would be for, what system, probably PC or yeah, Steam and PlayStation. So anyway, you guys can check it out if you want. I just thought I'd share it. I don't even Moving know what on. the game was about, but yeah. Yeah. I just, it, it interested me. So I'm, I just bring it up. Anyway, going on to live action anime news. I talked about this, uh, in a previous podcast and, um, this was the, when I get home, my wife always pretends to be dead. What the uh, hell? That, I thought, that I thought looked really funny. And I watched some of the, the trailer here, which I'm not going to play a lot of because we might get... But it's it's funny in the sense that some of the deaths are Gruesome. like... They are like um, 
I don't want to say saw level, <laughs> but they're <laughs> they're bizarrely over grotesque, <laughs> which is just really okay. humorous. Um, moving on to streaming news here, Augie, you had me share this one. Uh, yes, who? The main point about this article is Hulu is getting into the simulcasting game. Ah, uh, well, that, I have a point yeah. to say, but after you're done, there's there's more coming to that. Later on yeah. in the link, we got uh, Tokyo Ghoul Re, Hero Academia Season 3, Persona 5, and Sword Art Online, Gun uh-huh. Gale Alternative, some other story. Season 3. Is it Season 3 or would this be Season 4? It might as well be Season 3. So, did you have something you wanted to say too? Um, uh, yeah. So, the thing about Hulu, like they. They simulcasted the third season of High School DxD. I know this because at the time there was someone on some anime, like forum or whatever, and they were talking about how they were watching DxD on Hulu and it was uncensored. So I don't know if this is like the uncensored version, like the place to get all that, and that's why they're doing it or something. Okay. Well, I'll say this at Hulu because while. Way a while back, they had like this huge anime uh, catalog of stuff they can go through and stream. A place to be at the time, they had stuff like Karate Master and Don Dracula. Luckily, Discotech released Karate Master, but where's Don Dracula? I can't find this series. It was done by Osama Tezka, so hmm. why hasn't that been highlighted? Um, FDM, can you repeat real quick what you said about the uncut? Did you say that Hulu did broadcast the uncut version? They, yeah, they uncensored version because on wherever, like Funimation and the other places, they had like DXDs like covering the breasts and stuff. Oh yeah, huh. yeah. That's that's the only difference though. But it was weird so, that so, they were doing that si- simultaneously. Yeah, so it was a simulcast, and it actually had... So simulcast just means that it goes up the same day or around the same time as the actual airing date. Is that correct? That is very interesting. Yeah. So so this is saying that it... So they've already been doing the simulcast. So the one you were referring to was also a simulcast? Yeah, it was airing at the same, like, dates and stuff. That's interesting. So, yeah, that'll be be worth checking out uh, probably before the next podcast. Maybe we'll be able to see... If that uh, if that actually uh, holds true on Hulu, anyway, moving on. Crunchyroll to simulcast Fist of the Blue Sky Regenesis. Is that now, correct? Yes, yes, it is. We've talked about it on the podcast before. Okay. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't there already a Fist of the Blue Sky anime from ages yes. ago? Yeah, yes. this is a remake or a reboot. Yeah. This is so, a CGI envisioning. Yes, I know. I get it. I'm just I was just checking because I wasn't sure if it was actually a manga that I was thinking of before because it probably also has a manga, but I'm just saying like I was pretty sure it also had an anime that never came over here. So when um, this first you... started popping up, I think Discotech, did they talk about licensing Fist of the Blue Sky, the original, or no. are they what? No. Uh okay. who has this license sadly is Pony Canyon. Oh god. Well, well in that case, on. I will stop. I will stop sharing it in our podcast. Yeah, that's why I didn't. That's why I didn't bring it up. But before we move, if you look at the thumbnail, I think the guy might be really related to Gene Simmons, seeing his sausage-like fingers. 
You mean Trump? <laughs> no, Trump this has like, small this hands. Like this guy has. <laughs> don't, be, don't you mean Jack Eel Dark? <laughs> Jack Eel Dark from uh, Detroit Games. Metal City. <sighs> yeah, Jack Eel Dark. Anyway, I'm going to move on. <laughs> I have nothing else to say. Uh, Crunchyroll is also going to be simulcasting uh, Loop on the Third Part 5. I think Funimation uh, might then, be doing the simul dub, maybe? Oh, no, 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 that would be Toonami or something. Well, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, and then you had me share this one, FDDNM, that apparently High Dive fires up Dubcast. I, what is SM? <laughs> SM? What? Okay, so normally this would be TM for trademark. But they couldn't trademark Dubcast, so they have like SM? Small mark? <laughs> I don't know what this is. Um it's like it's like maybe maybe they couldn't get the trademark so they're like well we can't put tm there let's just put something there maybe people will think it's trademarked and they won't use it i <laughs> have uh, i have a potential reason why they couldn't trademark it because funimation back in the day i think they referred to them as dubcast when they initiated them but now hmm. they have actually trademarked the new term simul dub so dubcast i don't know if that's out in the open or if it's like yeah, Funimation doesn't care if they use it now, but they still technically have the trademark. So I don't know. Well, back to the actual purpose of bringing this up. Um, High Dive is going to be dubcasting. Uh, they're going to fire up a dubcasting service delivering early access dubs for select simulcast programming beginning in spring 2018. So that'll be something. And then the next thing I want to talk about, unless you guys have anything to say about High Dive, I'm just glad that it's going to be competitive with Funimation and we'll start getting better quality product and stuff like that. Yeah. It's supposed to be cheap unless that offer's gone now. It might still be well, on, I've... but... Like two ninety nine for three years? No, three ninety nine. dollars uh, Apparently SM means service mark. Huh. Which makes it sound even dirtier. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, so here's what I find interesting. Funimation can do simul dub or whatever they call their thing because they actually dub anime. How is High Dive dubbing stuff? Like, Sentai. who are they going They're to? Sentai. Okay, they are. They are. That's Sentai's connected thing because Sentai yeah. used to have. And I know this because I've seen so many freaking. So, in the um, in the uh, in the stream I did for for. Um, the gunsmith cats thing. I had talked to duo during that, those last like, <laughs> like three hours. And I had proposed to him my plan about detoxing from caffeine and getting through some of the shows that I've been meaning to watch. One of them was Clannad and I've been watching, uh, I got through the first season. I'm on to the second season right now. And those DVDs all start with the, the, the advertisement for the anime network. That, obnoxious commercial that's trying to be power thirst you know what i'm talking about yeah i love you that love anime? Of course you're power. And it's like and it's like it, if you're an anime fan and you're trying to get somebody to like anime and you lend them a dvd that starts with that goodbye friendship okay nobody's going to take you seriously after that stupid commercial <laughs> um so what I'm getting at, though, is that Anime Network was Sentai's thing. What happened to that? Hold on. <laughs> what is I'm still there. Hold on. I I really hated this because High Dive, it's just the Anime Network, but reskinned and works a lot better. 
But the thing is, everyone, once High Dive came around, they're like, wow, this is a new service. This is awesome and stuff. And I was thinking, this has been around for years and you never talked about it. I was so mad that like all these reviewers like and stuff, they're like, what's this on Crunchyroll? But they never yeah, talked about it. just people yet. hyping. Um, I don't I don't do any streaming really, so it doesn't matter to me. My two cents on this issue when Crunchyroll was first around, they had a lot of Sentai titles before they started developing their own catalog. Since mm. the past one, two years since Crunchyroll teamed up with Discotech as a team up and they said that they teamed up with Funimation as well. Mm-hmm. Sentai, I think, got pretty angry, so they obviously went away and tried to take as much of their titles with them and went to this service. They also do uh, give dubs on this, though, so that's a bit more incentive. Oh, yeah. Maybe that gives them more incentive to actually work. (laughs) So um, I was looking at the chat real quick. and Naughty Senpai was saying that uh, Kodomo no Jikan is probably not coming. I don't think that was digital manga, though. That was. I'm, I'm going to check it out real quick. Ooh, that's not how you spoke Kodomo. Same with Kimagure Orange Road. Oh. What about that? needs them? a re-release. They're, they're both the digital manga. They are. Because, yeah. oh, shit. Oh, I'm not logged in. What the heck? <laughs> that's why this is such a potential issue because it's like we don't want to lose these yeah especially oh you're right it is digital manga dang it i i i I should have brought this up i knew this was gonna be a thing um that that does suck and here's the thing though they sent a a uh I don't know if it was this last between the last podcast and now or the one before that. There was actually a not Nekopara. There was actually a um, uh, an update from them fairly recently. We apologize profusely for all of these blahs and stuff. Yeah, let me, you know, I'm going to read it real quick and because uh, it sounded like they were suggesting it would still come to us. Yeah, so yeah, I'm, they I'm were. Gonna, I'm going to read it real quick, and we'll see what happens. Uh, Dear all our Kickstarter backers, first of all, please accept my sincere apology for causing such a considerable delay in fulfilling your books and rewards. Since you put a lot of trust in digital manga when you pledged for this campaign, my heart truly aches due to the fact that our Kickstarter-driven manga publishing was an unexplored project that none of us had ever challenged before. We encountered multiple problems and difficulties that we could not fully foresee. In regards to Kimigori Orange Road, We never would have expected for Matsumoto Sensei to be struck down by his life-threatening illness uh, while the campaign was still ongoing, and we ended up not being able to obtain his hand-drawn shikishi uh, and other exclusive reward items we had initially initially planned. Uh, Being also responsive to the needs and requests of all the backers, we have put a significant amount of our own resources into each campaign, and that in turn has made our financial situation weaken. Despite of all of the above, I am here to pledge that we will do our very best to fulfill your obligation and deliver your books and rewards as soon as we practically can. You will be seeing your campaign book slash rewards coming to your door slowly but steadily in the near future. Hmm. That's the person that wrote the last review. 
No, no, no. They, the person who wrote the the glass door. Um, I'm just kidding. You, they, they, they specifically said dissatisfied with CEO as their reason. Some of the other people had like they basically checked all the boxes on, on what they hated about the company, but that particular person was dissatisfied with the CEO. Um, so this is interesting because uh, I, I, because of reading this update, uh, which actually came before the last podcast so i should have talked about it back then because of reading this update i just assumed that it wasn't digital manga inc even though it says it here i just it just you know i didn't think about the name of the company but when i saw that other thing i didn't think it was them because i i had seen this update just recently um and I, i'm actually i feel like legally they would have trouble releasing this over here to be honest it's, Literally, the only reason why I backed it is because I didn't think there would be ever any other chance that this would actually get over here. I know it's over here as I think it's referred to as Nymphet over here, um, but uh, they're them releasing like the uncensored version of it, which I just can't believe is actually happening. What do you um, mean it's over here already? I'm, I think, isn't I, I mean, I could be wrong, but I, think I don't think it's over it, here at all. Let me let me double check. It, I know that locally over here there was something. Uh, let me look it up on Anime News Network real quick, where they called it Nymphet instead of Kodomo no Jikan, which just means the child's time. Although, yeah, well, hmm, maybe I'm thinking of something else. Why don't you search Nymphet or whatever it's called? Kind of, I'm kind of afraid to now. <laughs> I don't know where I don't know where I got that from. Like what? I'm almost maybe maybe if maybe I was that Naruto at, episode 17 you're thinking of. <laughs> Let me like look at Khan on Wikipedia, uh, and maybe I'll see it there, because maybe it, maybe it just wasn't Anime News Network where I'd seen that. Kodomonoji Khan, Charles Time. Let me let me just search for. Yeah, here it is. Okay. Ha ha ha. At one time, an English language version of the manga was licensed by Seven Seas Entertainment for distribution in North America under oh, the title Bet. Uh, but they ultimately decided not to publish it due to controversies over its content. Okay. Uh, then it says it was then relicensed by Digital Manga. So, uh, yeah, so that's what I was thinking of. I knew I had read that somewhere. I'm going to screen share that so you guys can see it real quick. Yeah, I remember the Seven Seas things now. I remember. I almost forgot. This is what I just read about it being called Nymphet and all that. Anyway, back to uh, this one. So I don't want to give too much credibility credibility to this. Um, I don't know how much this should be trusted. I saw this on Reddit and I just thought it would be worth sharing here. Um, just to break it down, this person says, when you make a contract with Netflix headquarters rather than Netflix Japan, the animation studio becomes responsible to pay the costs of the different subtitles and dubbed versions. In the case of Be the Beginning, this is what they're saying down here, um, IG had to pay for the 20 subs and 5 dubs. I found that very interesting. Um, that, that That's kind of a bizarre business model. I for the fact that it's like we're guaranteed a dub for all these shows that Netflix Japan or whatever and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, for Netflix headquarters, not Netflix Japan. 
Yeah, yeah. So this is like this is like the American branch or whatever, the the main branch. Um, and I, I find this interesting because you would think that Netflix would have the money. Well, you'd think not only that Netflix would have the money, but that Netflix would be. Um, it's it's Netflix's incentive to fund those things because the more people who use their service will be able to, it'll be able to get to those people. Cause it seems weird that uh, maybe it's just, it's just phrased bizarrely. Like it mm-hmm. seems like maybe, I, I don't know. It's, it's maybe very it's weird. It's one of those cases where they have to have the money to pay the people for the contract before they finalize the contract, get the product and pay them back in order to make the profit for the company. You froze AC in a very, very silly way. Coming back. There we go. You're back. Sort of. Is it me? Is it just me or is it only freezing right now? I think it's you. Okay. Then I'm going to trust that that everybody else heard that and I'm just going to move on. Um, I'm I'm a little scared. How did you insult me? I didn't insult you. I just said that you oh, froze okay. for a second. Ah. Uh, restate what I said. It may be one of those issues where they, the company has to pay their employees before they can meet, meet the obligation of the contract. And when the contract is completed and they, and Netflix purchases the product, then they get, get the amount paid for for the company to actually show a gain in profit. While that is probably a good way to handle a business, um, and I, I would agree sort of that uh, that's probably good business practice, um, that's kind of impossible, especially for up-and-coming up businesses. But, I mean, this is – obviously Netflix doesn't do business with well, up-and-coming businesses. They do business with established – um, production yeah, I mean, the person, the person who sent the tweet was like from IG production. IG the person who the person who who tweet I read was translating the other tweet. Ah. Um, so okay. the, the 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 tweet I was reading that was being translated, I could tell you. Hold on, let me pull up who that was coming from. That was from. Oh no! No, they weren't. It was a that was a screenshot of text. That, I don't know who the original thing was from. Um, I'm not going to bother with it. There's, you could probably uncover it if you went through and looked at the stuff, but I'm not going to bother with it right now. Anyway, moving on. So uh, theatrical releases. Eleven Arts to screen first. Hikarasan. Here comes Miss Modern uh, film in the U.S. in June. So, if you guys are interested in seeing this, um, let's see. I don't see the June eighth going to be airing on june 8th the second film is scheduled for the fall second film yep do you see if this is a fathom sort of events or where the website would be to give the locations um it says 11 arts website for the anime currently lists june 8th so i think 11 arts is the uh i don't know here's your info all right And does not list Alabama, so I am angry. Does not list Canada, so I am angry. Canada's below. 
Arizona's at the, at the very top. <laughs> they actually come over here? Who's in Scottsdale? It's like Riverdale, but with scotch. Anyway, moving on. So Toei Animation teased a Dragon Ball Super uh, X Precure Superstars team-up for April Fool's Day. Um, so yes, just to establish and date this podcast, the bridging between last podcast and this one was April Fool's Day. Also landed on the same day as, uh, uh, as Easter. Um, but So I, there's a couple of things that I thought would be interesting to bring up. I think this might actually be one of like the only two that I actually might have brought up. I might have actually got rid of the other ones because they weren't interesting enough. And this one's actually not that interesting either. So I don't really have anything to say. But I just thought it was. Um, I, I I think I joke about this. They have the funding and two popular sources to make that movie happen. Well, here's here's the interesting thing about about April Fool's Day. First of all, I didn't realize Japan also celebrates it. Second, oh no. Oh, that's the April Fools. April Fools, I'm not actually on the podcast. And we they know that. We're really trying our new CGI technology. That's why I keep freezing up. Yeah, he's got a live tutorial in real time of how to achieve this effect. Ooh, and this is why you've this is why you go against net neutrality. Cause lags like this happen. Hey Rod. Welcome hey. back to the living. How you doing? You look bored. Are we done? Are we done? Can I go back to this? Thank you. Um, so what I was going to say is that the interesting thing about April Fool's Day is it gives companies the opportunity to propose somewhat outlandish ideas and gauge audience reaction to it. That's and true. I'm not suggesting that, that they're actually going to do this like i don't know that there was even a positive response to it or if it was just obviously it's just a joke but um i always find it funny because it seems like some companies do that like they 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 use april fool's day as a way to bait an idea and without see getting where... any flack say what without getting any flack for it yeah just as a way to sort of gauge audience reaction and stuff and i, I think that i think that's a, a good use of it but also it's like if if people have a really like the idea and then you don't do it it's kind of a it's a double-edged sword anyway augie you had me share this too yes so apparently you really BXD like the hero is getting 13 episodes didn't get 12 or something the last time is that well, one it's getting 13 this time so okay. one extra episode Saga of Tanya, the evil sequel film reveals key visual. Did you have me share this or did I? Uh, you I must had have you me share this. This is an anime news network link. So what's up with this one? You want to say anything? Uh, yeah. Instead of a second season, we're getting a, a film. Film. Yeah. Cool. How do you so guys feel I about that? Very excited about this. I hid the first episode and that's the only episode I've seen so far. So I don't. That's a very narrow outlook on life. Hey, I'm not saying that I'm not gonna watch the rest of it i'm just saying that first episode was terrible all right Oof. moving on <laughs> haven't watched it yet i want to see it i'll say that but I haven't, I haven't gotten around to it yet um rise of the red comet is confirmed to be the last episode of gundam the origin anime project so uh so there's that there's some news for you moving on no 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 i have one to say okay. i'm just Annoyed that now I'm going to have movies one to four and then movies one to two collection. 
That's it. Don't worry. Don't worry. When right stuff sells out of it, then you'll get the rest of it. Okay. Moving on. My Hero Academia, the two heroes anime film, opens this August. Um, I think you had me share this, Hoggy. Yes. Oh, man. You showed the spoiler alert. All Might shows his eyes. Uh, Yeah, I'm very psyched for this. However, I think... I'm not catching the reference. uh, I haven't watched the show. However, I think the film might be pushed back back a couple months because I thought it was going to be be released around this time, but oh well. Move on. This looks bizarre to me. This It tower. almost looks like a mistake, the way that tower is shaped. Oh, it's a tr- oh, okay. It's a triangle shape. Yeah. There's one on... Okay, I get it. That was a little awkward. Anyway, moving on. So um, I just want to briefly show this. Cat uh, Seek Further Employment and Working Buddy Season 2. Uh, I dig that anime gets made with a non-conventional art style like this. I kind of like this, so I'm li- I'd like to see this. I hope it comes over here. You want to know what the irony is? <laughs> when uh, when I was looking at that article, I was thinking, sure, maybe I should sh- share this, but wait. AC might bash me for posting an article because it looks different and it's not news. No. Why would I do that? I don't know. Carmen, some past episodes. Why are we talking about Butt Detective again? Uh, Augie brought this up. Out highly educational program. Highly educational broadcast plans. This is like only in Japan can this idea actually happen. You have, detective, you have Detective Bud and the evil dark poo that he has to chase away. Detective Hitler, but okay. Anything that's not else? Hitler, that's a Sherlock Holmes. Look at the hat. This one's not called Sherlock. The uh, hair is way detective. too Hitler for me to not shirt. Um Uh, of Richard Skate. Uh, I, I I would like for this to come over here so I can have a box set with this uh, on the side. I think typically when Crunchyroll makes articles on shows that are coming, that they'll usually try to license them. I think the but, show well, might actually have some effort behind it. I'd like to see it at the very least. It, I mean, I, I'd also like it if, if Shin-Chan actually came over here fully. <laughs> But that's not going to happen. It could happen if it got real license. It could. Well, but if they do, I mean, I just, it's so long. I mean, first of all, I'll say two things. Since the podcast is magic, two shows I like to see Discotech pick up. Well, actually, I could say, screw Shin Chan, I don't care. Discotech, please rescue uh, Case Closed and redub the whole, or dub the rest of it. Same voice actors and everything. And then go back and do the. Lupin Detective Conan um, crossover and, and dub that too. That'd be that'd be nice. Uh, but also Shin Chan would be nice too. Although that show needs to be viewed in small doses. Um, I don't want to go through that spiel again. But but if you, uh, it's kind of like I've talked about. I think Robot Chicken. I just can't. We can't watch a whole season in a row. It just the you will hate the show after that. Anyway, um, Dances with the Dragon. It's so dark, it's fans can't believe it got an anime. 
So I'm going to say this title is in in the podcast, and this is actually one of them I meant to uh, <laughs> for the podcast, and I didn't. Um, so I don't know anything about in the uh, in the chat has uh, has read this manga and can can give us some insight on it. That would be awesome. Um, but I'm not going to bother reading through this just for the sake of that clickbait article. Watch out for the action of Golden Kamui. Now, originally, I wasn't even going to share this. I don't know why I, I middle mouse clicked to open it and check it out. But uh, he's punching a bear. <laughs> so I thought that this would be worth this would be worth going through. And eye popping. So be warned before you give this show a watch that it might be it might be pretty brutal to get through. Anyway, um, moving on. I shared this thing. So screenshots from the first episode of Loop on the Third Part Five uh, had have been released, and I just wanted to point out that at least at the beginning of the. Uh, uh, so here, just to note, we're, we've sort of talked about how in in the artwork we've seen, he's got this thing over his eye and he doesn't wear his tie and everything. Just pointing out that at least in the first episode, he looks like Lupin. So uh, so we'll see how that goes. And Kenichi Sonoda's Project BB uh, anime previews character sketches. So this is the title. So we talked about in the last podcast, they were going to preview... Um, the Gunsmith Cats reboot. This is the title they're going with now. Is Project BB. They are. They have. They have gone back and um, here it says right here. The convention previously listed the event as Gunsmith Cats reboot short, but Anime Central confirmed the a with a and uh, that the creators requested a change in the name of the event. So they're changing it to Project BB. Now I'm going to tell you right now. BB stands for Bean Bandit, and the the little thing here that they did. These character sketches, which they claimed were like un incomplete and stuff, these are just from Riding Bean. And I can tell because this is Rally Vincent in the the uh, Riding Bean uh, art style, where Actually, before yeah, she had her is. finalized design, when she, back when she was blonde. So I'm not sure how I feel about this. Um, I mean, it's bizarre that they're just... They're, this is teasing, obviously. They're teasing this. I would be thrilled if they bring... If in the the reboot, I I let me put it this way: I'd love to see Riding Bean opposite Rally and Minnie May with their Gunsmith Cats designs rather than the Riding Bean design. I'll just say that. FDM, I think I interrupted you. You were gonna say something? Oh no, I think I was just with, yeah, that is the old art style. But um, okay. actually, there is one thing to say. Reese says that the part five of Lupin will have twenty-four episodes. Ooh! Remember when anime used to get like fifty or a hundred and thirty or two hundred fifty-six episodes? Well, I see. Uh, if you're referring back to the '80s, there was like six series per season. If you're lucky. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to the manga. Rumiko Takahashi draws a new Rumik Theater one-shot manga. Agi, I think you had me share this. Oh, yeah. I'm excited for it. More Rumik Theater. Um, that's pretty Record much Record of Lodos Wars 30th anniversary teased with projects. I am kind of hyped. I, I'm not sure if they're going to do another TV series or another movie. Uh, Record of Grand Crest Wars. Right? Record of it Incest seems, War. 
it seems bizarre to me that they they always hype up the anniversary of something and it's like Who you're cares? already doing continued it's like the, it's like imagine uh one piece like it's like still I, I, i'm i'm gonna throw out one piece i don't know if this is actually true i think it's still airing but it's like the show is still airing. It's like 50th anniversary. It's like, yep, still going. <laughs> what project can you Oh, another movie? Great. You know, it's like the show is still airing or, or for instance, Doraemon or whatever, which is which has like a billion episodes. Um, so I don't know. It, it feels kind of like. He's just recently won another local award in Japan. Of course it did. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Viz is shown in Jump to debut one-shot manga by Nura Rise of the Yokai Clan's Shibashi. So you had me share this as well. You have anything to say about this? Okay, now go to the next one. Gotta do it chronologically. Wow, did he freeze? So Hiroshi Shibashi's first or one-shot in Shonen Jump planned for April 9th. So we got to got a date for for the one shot what Which i just i want to point up. this and out they don't was, have a name for it yet <laughs> uh no it doesn't have a name for it yet what i want to point out is last podcast i got all the series now we're getting more news about it so oh, okay so you're magical podcast magic i got it yeah well you know okay i i have to i have to address this um so let's let's be realistic about this this is the uh the mental phenomenon occurring where when you're, when you learn a new phrase, you start hearing it all the time or something like that. Uh, and it's not that you weren't hearing it all the time before. It's just that you didn't, you didn't devote brain matter to it, you know? So let's be real. The the podcast, uh, I mean, you have to, for the sake of like the Tinkerbell logic, you have to continue to perpetuate the idea that it is magic, but let's be real. Um, it is probably just that sort of brain matter effect. But uh, podcast is still magic. In fact, I've got stuff to uh, talk about at the end of the podcast or at the end of the articles, just for the sake of it being magic. Also, let me share this. Uh, Maria watches over us. Novels have twentieth anniversary project in the works. Um, maybe there's going to be another season of this. I haven't seen a TV series. I'm also speculating that uh, Azumi <laughs> write stuff will. Re-release this series on Blu-ray in the same fashion that they did with uh, Aria, but I can't confirm that yet. That would be nice. I should start a series with like a drawing right now, just so that when uh, when I finally produce it, I can say like, "Yeah, it's the 50th anniversary." It's like that came out <laughs> last year. <laughs> yeah, but now I can sell the Blu-ray. <laughs> anyway. Um, Hunter Hunter manga to go on hiatus once again. So, so if you're reading it, sorry. Uh, and Viz announces Dragon Ball. That time I got reincarnated as Yamcha. Manga. Oh yeah, that's so, hilarious. I was like, what yeah. is this a thing? Yeah. So this isn't this isn't drawn by Akira Toriyama. It's sort of a well, it's it's, it's a fan, I think. Yeah, it's it's Akira Toriyama and Dragon Garo Lee. <laughs> I'm guessing that's how you're supposed to pronounce that. Um, Anyway, uh, yeah, so so this is like a manga where, I, I, if I remember correctly, I think it's a fan of Dragon Ball, like a huge fan, mm-hmm. dies and gets reincarnated as Yamcha. And I, I don't know, I think it would be interesting to see how it goes. Ooh, Dragon Quest um, illustrations from Akira Toriyama as well. Uh, anyway, so moving on. Um, 
You had me share this one, Augie. Capcom uh, yes. Mega Cap Man Date my Robot Master for April Fools. Oh, uh, yes. Still, everyone's favorite blue bomber has a dating sim. However, the sex scenes are very awkward since he can't duck still. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not that much effort, but I'm just saying, like, they put some effort into the, <laughs> into the April Fool's joke. Yeah. Besides, it's probably teasing some other game that they have. Yeah. Some anniversary, probably. <laughs> um, anyways, so moving on to release news. Why are some of these un- un- underlined and some of them not? <laughs> All right. Release news. Loop on the third, 50th anniversary. My God, oh, with these wow. anniversaries. <laughs> yeah, you uh, anime this to one. be bundled with the first DVD slash Blu-ray of part five. So uh, there's going to be a, um, a 50th anniversary anime that's going to be in uh, included with part five's Blu-ray DVD release. Uh, hopefully that'll come over here as well. That's basically the only thing I have to say about this. Sounded like I got somebody off. I think it was Augie. What were you saying? Uh, well, you're the one who posted this. I'm, I wonder what other art that's going to be a part of this, aside from its 50th anniversary. I'm not 100% sure. Go ahead. Because you don't say something's an anniversary without adding a bell or whistle to something. Like maybe well, a soundtrack. or I saw something that leads me to believe I know what this is going to be. Because it doesn't say that it's a it's a DVD special. It says 50th anniversary anime. And uh, I saw something that I think was part of episode one or maybe aired as a precursor to the first episode of this. I saw some I saw an article about it where it actually went back through the 50 years of Lupin. Like there's something I don't know if they reanimated it to be the new art style, but like I saw something where they showed a bunch of previous things that have happened in the Lupin universe, but Lupin had the blue, the, the green jacket, the red jacket, the pink jacket, and it went through all this stuff that had happened, like really noteworthy stuff from the series, but it looked cleaned up and animated in this sort of more modern style. So I feel like that's probably what they're talking about, but I could be wrong. What do you guys think? Have you heard anything about that? I've seen what you're talking about. They're like random gifts on Facebook. Yeah. The yep, art style for this kind of looks like a really a laser disc cover. The, this is the Blu-ray first volume jacket. Yeah. Well, right. Lupin has everywhere except, and I don't mean to downplay the artwork on the United States, the North America releases, but Lupin has some incredible artwork on their international releases um, for all their uh, like DVD and Blu-ray covers, especially for the box sets. They've got some really cool looking ones. Anyway, this is the link to the Digimon Blu-ray movie. Uh, I saw in the chat somebody had mentioned much earlier that uh, they had seen this. I, I feel like we even talked about this actually in we a have. previous podcast. I brought so, it up like once. Yeah, so somebody somebody said that this has been on here for a long time and there's still no release date, so perhaps this is never going to come out. 
Well, uh, the thing is, you guys before, I think this was before I was actually on the podcast, you guys were like, oh, this is just some weird sketchy site. It's probably not real or something. But I think this is like the Blu-ray.com. So maybe they like index all of these items before they get released. It could be, you know, I I don't, I'm not going to say it's not, but I just, somebody was talking about how this has been up here for years and it still hasn't had a, uh, yeah, still hasn't had. My reply to that was how the Pokemon Blu-ray, this is how I figured out it existed, because I was predicting, hey, this is gonna they're gonna announce this soon because it's on Blu-ray.com. And mm-hmm. lo and behold, they announced it. Yeah. Well, um something that's interesting here though that should take into consideration is um oh, Disney bought, bought 20th Disney. Century Fox. Yeah. And Disney already owned the rights to most of Digimon, including um the stuff that aired on Jetix. Maybe maybe I'm wrong, but they I know that they aired stuff on Toon Disney or whatever they on yeah. Jetix or whatever you're talking about. I think that um, is why it's not being released yet. But then again, Fox also aired stuff on on Fox 11. So I don't know, but but this is interesting. It seems like perhaps this might be now that they own it. Uh, maybe this is going to give them an opportunity to start releasing that stuff, which would be like one thing I might actually have to give Disney credit for because otherwise I really hate that company. But um, you guys uh, good to move on? I'm going to go into the Mighty yes, Orbots. Move. The complete series, Mighty Orbots, which... At first glance, you will is... say, this is an anime. At first glance, um, I won't see it because I see Augie. Oh, yeah. Um, Why is it stuck on Augie? I don't know. Stuck on me now. So you, you might say, this is actually, this is an American show. But it was animated uh, in Japan. In Japan, Japan. it was supposed to be a competitor against Transformers. However, if you look, read that at the top, it might be Warner. The Warner Archive Collection might be releasing this. Well, it's going to be manufacture on demand. Ah, Hey, I'm fine with that. And I'll just say, when you look at this and you see this metallic guy playing electric guitar and this saxophone that's putting out this magical fire. How did this not beat Transformers to death and become the new thing? <laughs> also, oh yeah, so Warner Brothers Shop, yeah, this probably is the archive collection. TMS Entertainment. Oh, sweet, oh, so it is T- there. TMS is Real the same orders. company that does Lupin. They also did um, Inspector Gadget. Yep. You know, this okay, is so only 13 episodes. Cool. That's probably why they lost to Transformers. <laughs> and this well, would be um, the second. Ahead, if I pre-order this, this would be the second anime I got from that. From that Warner Bros. Archive Collection. The first yeah. one being Alakazam the Great? Nope, nope. Not that one. No, no, my, Magic Close. Boy. Yes. Okay. So uh, if you guys want to get this, you can pre-order it on, on Amazon. Should have put the affiliate link in there. Dang it. I didn't. Um, anyway, but uh, but yeah, you can just follow the link and go to the buyframeamazon.com if you yeah, want to see it. Really well. It's not considered an anime, even though it was animated by TMS the same way that like Inspector Gadget was. Mm-hmm. I, think, so, I think it'll be a little interesting niche of Transformers yeah. history. Anyway, moving on. Funimation licenses. Dang it. FDD, how do you pronounce it again? Geass. I still yeah, like yeah. Um Funimation licenses Code Geass uh, compilation anime films. So there's this. Of course, Funimation got that. 
I, I'm kind of okay with that because it gives me more Code Geass stuff to buy, but I'm still offended at the fact that it's not new content. So it's just it's more space yeah. on my shelf. This is something Bandai does. I'm still waiting for my Scry compilation movies, but hmm. I'm going to have to wait have, a little have longer. You, have you rewatched Scryed recently? Yes, I have. You notice that that first episode has a completely different art style than the rest of the series? Yep. Ooh, I got something else to say. So I was looking at Gun X Swords, like for some reason, to see if I could track down an art box for that. And apparently, Blu-ray in Japan, whatever, that has the English audio. And on my way to find that, there was this YouTube video that was comparing Gun X Sword and Code Geass's opening themes. And they are like frame by frame, like recreations. They're <laughs> both directed by Gor. They're both directed by Goro Tanaguchi is probably why. But yeah. I was just so shocked how similar they were. I should link you guys that. Have link. you ever have you ever overlaid two Linkin Park songs together? No, because I don't listen to Linkin Park. Well, they have on if you listen to Meteora and uh, Hybrid Theory, if you put them on like not they're not perfect. Like you can't just do first track and first track, but each track like has a, uh, a companion track that it, the, like the song starts like the singing and all that starts at the exact same place. It's bizarre. It's bizarre how, how exactly the same they are. Um, Funimation also announced uh, assassination classroom and Garo divine flame. Um, I'll check out the link you just sent me. That's the YouTube video. I'll check it out off off podcast. Um, so they also are. So it's, it's funny they said Funimation announces. Uh, basically, what saying is, hey, we have this. Obviously, they're not making it. They're just saying we're going to be releasing this. Um, yeah. So the movie 365 Days Time uh, and Garo Divine Flame will be released on home video. Um, moving on. Sentai Filmworks licenses Doreku. Sentai Filmworks licenses Cutie Honey Universe anime. Thank God. <laughs> Sentai Filmworks licenses Real Girl anime. And mm. dun, 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 dun. Legend of the Galactic Heroes premium box set. And real quick, before we jump into this, I'll also jump into Right Stuff saying, once this is gone, it's gone. My Hero Academia Season 2 Part 1 Limited Edition Blu-ray DVD. Now, I'm going to let FDDM start a little rant on this because I think that uh, we're on the same page there. So go ahead, FDDM. Uh, let's see what I was saying before. It's that um, they're just they're saying it's once it's gone, it's gone. But I'm thinking that they're literally just giving us information that is already true about every limited edition release. They're just saying it conveniently. It's a marketing, so it's a marketing strategy. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so with that said, I want to address this because a lot of people are freaking out about this. So, oh shoot, I've meant to check something out. There's a way to check the code on the site where it I'm actually. I'm about tells to tell you how to do that. So, oh, awesome. right click, go view source page. That's what it is. Uh, and then control find inventory. And then you'll see the amount that's left. Inventory quantity, 823 of the 1,000 are left, just as of the time of doing this podcast here. So I want to address something here. Allow me to... I think all of us have something we want to address on this. Well, here's the thing. You know what, too? Let me start by showing you this. 
let's look at the actual contents. First of all, was it Scryde who had a box set that looked kind of like this? Scryde, I think, might have, but um, Dot, Dot Hack, Hack sign had one. Dot Hack definitely did. Dot Hack had one closer, but it was yeah. an, it wasn't it was an octagon or something shape. Hexagon, yeah. yeah. Um, um, so this is what it looks like. Basically, it opens up, and here's the actual box sets, right? So these can be taken out and put in your collection. I believe they're right? chipboard. Right. So this is this is the argument I'm hearing. People saying just buy it and throw away the box. First of all, I'm not going to do that. Well, don't throw away the box. <laughs> yeah, but I'm you know, but you get what I mean. Like I'm not going to do this. Also, these are digi packs. Yeah. Unfortunately. So I'm not buying this. I'm just I'm just throwing that out there. I know uh, Naughty Senpai, who might still be in the comments, did or is is going to or already did. Did because um, they charge you. They don't hold credit card information is what it says on their fact. So it'll charge you immediately if you're considering buying it. Anyone in the chat. Okay. That's good to know. Um, so anyway, I just want to show you guys what it actually is. And now I want to go off on this because a lot of people are really upset with Sentai because there is a certain phrasing, which I, I probably should have looked up the exact thing that they said, but basically they're giving off the impression that they're not going to release a standard version of this. And I'm going to tell you why that's bullshit. There's a thousand copies of this that they're doing for this limited run. It's, $799.98, so effectively $800. That $800, means $800,000 total. That they're going to make $800,000 total. The license for a show this long and a show this popular is going to eat up an enormous chunk of that profit. The show that ADV licensed back in the day of Phantom Memory Crow. They spent a million dollars on that license. Sentai is only going to make back 800000 so 0.8 million uh, on, on this release. And that doesn't go into the, that doesn't factor in the cost of producing the set of 1000 which we learned through, um, through the stream with Robert J. Woodhead, that the lowest number uh, you can basically order from a replicating plant is 500. So this is double the, the, the lowest order, only a thousand uh, for each of these discs. Um, that's still, that costs money, especially when the lower you order, the, the higher it costs per cost of each disc, right? Right. I'm not convinced uh, that they aren't going to release another set. It would be foolish, tremendously foolish for Sentai to limit themselves to $800,000 uh, on this, especially considering that this has been out or has been available to purchase for um, quite a few days now, and they still have 823 in stock. I have some okay? theories. So let's hear your theory. What's going on? So my theory is, A, they might have... Well, yeah, I was thinking the same thing as you. It's like, why would they license this vast show that is very in very high demand just to sell to a thousand people? That's the smallest exclusive club, and it's like, that's horrible. But um, my other thing that I was thinking was maybe they just wanted the rights so they could stream it and make money off it that way. But that makes no sense, because physical home video rights is a separate right they have to get. Mm -hmm. yeah. So... My other theory separate, is a that separate license for streaming versus distribution is what you're saying. Yes. So 
the other thing is that license terms typically are like six or something years. And I think they've had this license since years, something like that. So my, my the thing that I think is, might... has it been streaming before yes. this moment? Yep. Okay. Yep. So that's where you're suggesting that they probably had the distribution license that long as well. Well, I'm wondering, did they get the distribution license since they picked up the all the other rights? And maybe yes. they're doing this. Maybe since they're in the halfway mark, they're like, okay, our license is going to expire. We need to do something to mm -hmm. get our money back. So Fantastic maybe they're doing the this. Movie. Maybe they're doing this as their like final hurrah before it goes ex expires. So they're like, you know what? Let's go all out. Eight hundred dollar box set, and they'll. <laughs> They'll wait three years, and hopefully by that three years, it sells out. And then they have the sell-off period, as uh, Robert J. Woodhead was talking about. Yeah. And, you know, maybe they'll let it expire, and it's like, yeah, there was our final hurrah. Yeah. Let me let me address what you said by going back to what Robert J. Woodhead said, in case people haven't watched that video, which, again, I really recommend yeah, sure. you guys check out if you haven't seen it yet, because that was really illuminating. Um, so what he said was, so first of all, I think you're absolutely right. There is no way that they would get the streaming license and not get distribution license at the same time. Um, I specifically asked Robert J. Woodhead during our stream about what happened with um, the second movie. That was hilarious. The second movie being released by U.S. Manga Corps instead of Animago like the rest of them, right? And what he said was that um, the animation company behind it i think it was toei um Toho. had the rights to this one and all the other ones were like across the street at a different studio so he actually went to japan um and he his mindset was well i'm gonna get the rest of the series i'm gonna i'm gonna barter with them we're gonna get the rest of the series and the movies and the ovas and stuff and then walk across the street and get uh, the second movie because the his thought was well we could barter barter with them saying like we've already got the rest of the series uh, let's uh, why don't you guys give us the second movie as well and the exact time that he's doing that uh, John O'Donnell um, John O'Donnell from U.S. Manga Corps was also in Japan bartering at this studio <laughs> getting the movie too because his thought process was I'll get the movie too then go across the street and get the rest of it. Um, so, uh, bizarre circumstances there. Um, so the, the point I'm getting at is that, um, they had planned on jumping on all of it at once because this kind of crap happens where a different studio gets something if you don't get it right away. Right. Oh, so yeah. I think you're absolutely right. I think that if Sentai were to only get the streaming, Funimation would have hopped in there and gotten distribution rights. Because right? they're dubbing and the brand new, uh, Legend of the Galactic Heroes anime. So they definitely yeah, so would I, have gotten it. I think you're absolutely right. I think you're absolutely right that they probably have had the distribution rights for a long time. And then you said something else about um, about there's a sell-off period that yes. in the contract. Robert J. Woodhead said that once that contract expires, you you have to destroy the product still in your inventory. He said you can't that, hold on to it. I thought he said there was a sell-off period that was you have that much time to sell the remaining product you have. Whoops, he froze. Yeah, he froze again. Oh, I have a lot to say about this, too. You, well, once that period ends, the sell-off period, then you're expected to destroy, contractually, you're expected to destroy the... Uh, um, $10 the from Mr. Nice nice guy. guy. I mean, nice Ooh. guy. I Do I look like I've been losing weight? Oh, it's the haircut, probably. 
I'm not going to say I haven't, but it's probably the haircut or the tight shirt. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, <laughs> I totally lost my train of thought. We're talking about the Legend of the Galactic Heroes uh, yes. uh, thing. So, Augie, you want to say something about it? Uh, yeah, I find it strange that they're going through a different sort of publicity, kind of like how they had with uh, Orbatler Dunbine, but they're selling it like they're almost selling it identically like um, Perfectual Earth Defense Force for this one. I haven't heard the because initial it's on the site. It's exclusive Correct. on the site, is what you're saying. Exclusively on the site. Yeah, that was a real a-hole move as well. Yeah. Um, I haven't heard the initial announcement that everyone's getting these this vibe from, which I like. Suggesting like there the, won't be a standard edition? I don't know. Because, yeah, I don't know um, where people are getting that either. Yeah. I, had that, I felt that vibe when they were talking about... Uh, Orimoto from Anaplex when I got the green box. Mm-hmm. So I can kind of see how that could happen, but I don't understand why Sentai would go through with it. Also keeping up with the different uh, panels with this, with uh, Neil Nadelman hosting mm-hmm. them. And as he is the translator for this series, and he was shocked with the price as well. I don't think that they would spend so much time either just to put all this work into the series and sell it as such a low quantity. Yeah. So here's, here's the third here. here, Let's play devil's advocate um, regarding uh, the idea that perhaps this is the only set that they're going to release. Now I'm just going to say that if there is anywhere and maybe you guys in the chat have seen it where they, where people are getting the idea that, uh, um, where where they're getting the idea that um, this is that, the only version that, that there isn't going to be a standard edition. Um, so if you guys if you guys know where that is, like where people have been the seeing source. that, please link it to us so we can we can discuss it on on stream. But um, playing devil's advocate, going back to it about Ori uh, Ori Ema. Yeah, or I mean, you cut out when you said or or a or there's a lot of ways to pronounce it. it doesn't matter anyway um going back to that uh to that thought process on on maybe there is something going on i don't think that sentai would would enter into this agreement and then have it end up in this weird thing the way that that did um but if it was that way the bottom line is look you might not get a standard version or an affordable version or one that you want to stick in your bookcase like me that's the case and he's like i'll pay that 800 bucks if you release a version that doesn't have that extra crap you know um if it if it's designed to go in a bookcase you pretty much have my my business you know um and you can rake me over the coals with the price if you want to uh, obviously i'd prefer that they didn't but i'm just saying like that as long as it fits in my bookcase i don't have a problem with the company as long as they don't do stupid things with the spine and forget to put the end label and all that stuff on there um then it's okay it's okay with me right but uh here's the thing all this means is that you, mu- if there isn't going to be a version that you can afford, if there isn't going to be a standard edition, if there isn't going to be any of that, all that means is that you're not going to get it from Sentai right away. Down the line, 
show is so popular, it, it'd be like saying, this is like Funimation saying, so we've got Dragon Ball Z, we're only going to release it in, in that one version that they did where it was supposed to be a, a book to go on your coffee table. That ridiculous version that Rock had the, the special original dub, the broadcast dub for the Rock, original, Rock the original dub. Rock the Dragon Edition? Yeah. So this is this is like that. This is like saying that Sentai is only going to release that version um, and that... Uh, Reese is sending me the link right now. I better check that out before I keep talking. <laughs> um, I think it's because someone at the con actually said that at the panel. That's why people are saying it. Unless I misheard that. The, the chat from you is just blank. I can't see it. Hold on. The heck, Facebook? So, so just getting back to the main point, this is like saying that Funimation would get Dragon Ball Z and release it in that ridiculous format that can't go in a bookcase, and then they're never going to release it another way. Obviously, eventually, a different company is going to be able to get their hands on that because not a lot of people are going to buy it if it's going to be this super expensive you know, coffee table edition rather than a more reasonable format, right? Um, so obviously if if they had done that, if Funimation had done that with Dragon Ball Z and that's the only way you could get it, then eventually they would have just not been able to maintain the price point of holding onto the license because they wouldn't sell enough with that ridiculous um, format of releasing it. And then somebody... Thank you, Froze, again. Legend... Dragon Ball Z in terms of Western popularity to it, it shows that it's so insane no possible way this is going to be the only thing. And now that I've said all that, I'm going to open up the tweet that uh, that Reese sent me. Now, uh, the thing with Legend of the Galactic on, Heroes... The, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me read the, the tweet here. It's very short. Okay. Question and answers. Question. Standard edition release for Legend of the Galactic Heroes? There are no plans for a standard edition. Okay. Listen to that carefully. There are no plans for a standard edition, okay? That doesn't mean that there won't be another version, okay? They're just saying right now there are currently no plans for it. This would be incredibly stupid of them not to actually go, maybe not necessarily a standard edition, but, you know, we've got limited edition. This is a limited run of only a 1,000. Still can do a premium edition. You know, you can still do something else. So I just, I don't think that um, it's worth it to uh, to get up in arms and, and freak out and try to buy this. In fact, the, the statement I have made is that hostages should not capitulate their captors, meaning that Sentai is essentially holding the show hostage and they're sort of holding us hostage in that regard in that the only way to get it, they're like, you know, they've got you bound to getting it this way. Just say no. Say absolutely not. And I, I, I'm an advocate for not getting the Garfield set of the Umar-chan, not getting any of these ridiculously oversized sets because I need to tell Sentai through voting with my dollars, so to speak, that I'm not going to put up with it. You know, and eventually Sentai will realize, oh, we only sold 200 of these. Hmm, maybe Ooh. we should release a different format. So that I'm going to suggest to you that if you're thinking about getting this Legend of the Galactic Hero set and you're bummed, if you want it for your for a coffee table piece, obviously go get it. I'm not telling you to change your desire for it based on what I'm saying. But if you're like me and you're upset that not only is it outrageously expensive, but it also will not fit in your collection, don't 
break down and buy it because you do not need it. And Sentai needs to know that we aren't willing to, to jump through all these hoops to get a show that they can hold hostage over us. Because if we let them do it here, they'll do it again. All right. So FD, you wanted to say something? Yes. Uh, funny you should say that because let's, let's see, should I do high Q for the show to compare Umaru-chan to? Because that one's more better selling. I, sure. I would say Garden of Sinners, but yeah. You know. Yeah, but Sentai doesn't have Garden of Sinners. I know, but it's just as ridiculously priced. But how how was Garden of Sinners priced when it first came out? It was it was high, Same. but it wasn't. It's higher now. Is the point. no no? Well, it's out, so you can't say it now because there's no set price for it. But when it was initially released, I think it was five hundred dollars at the asking price, but. The one I found was actually cheaper than that. I hope so. <laughs> I still, I'm still. Okay, here we go. Here we go. So, High Q Premium Edition on Sentai Shop has 1,945 in stock. Now, Umaru Chan has 3,058 in stock. Yes, yes. That's music to my ears. Okay. Let me address first of all. Let me just address something real quick. Yes, um, Sentai. That doesn't represent all of the quantity out it's there. A, you're bringing up a fair point, but let's just address something real quick. That Umaru Chan fan has a fan base. Haikyuu has a more dedicated fan base yeah. of the female viewers. I don't know that. I don't know that the casual female anime viewer. Uh, who's into, you know, sort of the guys playing sports sort of effect that Haikyuu is going for, sort of like Free and, and Yuri on Ice and whatnot. Um, so although Yuri on Ice goes a little bit further into the Fujoshi sort of side, I don't think that they are willing to pay for the premium edition. So on the one hand, you're, it's a fair comparison, um, but maybe grab a different premium like... Sure. Um, I don't know, like think what's something else that you think wouldn't sell that well? from them that we could compare that to that is a normal set. I was just comparing it to a more recent show. Compare it to um, Squid Girl. Squid. Because that's a really expensive set. Well, so is Haikyuu, but... Squid Girl is the same as all the other 24-up subsets. Squid Girl. Well, the thing is, um, I didn't want to compare it to another series that sold poorly because then it won't really be good to compare it to when really meeting yeah so let's see squid girl has 2171 okay still more than a thousand less than oh, the margin set and the reason reason i chose haikyuu as well is because it was released more recently so they should mm -hmm. theoretically have more in stock right so this one's so, older and has more so still Something else that needs to be considered, obviously, is that restocking happens. But you're right. I think that I think that this is a clear indicator to them. It should be. You know what we should do is we should go through the other ones that are ridiculous shapes and sizes. Like, is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon and food wars? And should go through those and see what they've got. Well, Augie, do you have something you feel like we've we've stopped you from being able to talk about the legend? Uh, I'll have two it. other points. Comparing. Ironically, for this set, comparing it to Garden of Sinners, 
I would say the log sets probably the better price per dollar, unlike Garden of Centers. Probably, yeah. Because you get like what over four thousand minutes of entertainment. I did the math, and Garden of Centers is around like I want to say thirty-two episodes worth all of the movies that's included. Yeah. If you have a movie collection, it should be far cheaper than that. I'm looking up Sakamoto for Reese. Inventory quantity, 2,604. Okay. Still lower than Umarichan. Is it wrong to pick up Girls in a Dungeon is 1,131? So that one actually sold a bit better. Now, back when they were ADV films, they had a bubble that happened, which was yeah. how they were selling stuff. Sadly, new type magazine. I really like that magazine and other issues at the time. They kind of pulled stuff like this. I kind of remember them trying to do with Perpetual Earth Defense Force. Granted, that was like two years before the bubble happened. They eventually some of this stuff will ricochet back to them again. Mm-hmm. No, I've and been predicting this bubble for a long time. I understand that. I understand that, but it's getting. It feels like it might be getting closer than what they would really want it to be. Yeah. Um, just Chihaya because of Fur, last time. Chihaya Fur has uh, two thousand six hundred and three uh, in stock for for part two of Chihaya Furu. Um, so I think this is worth noting real quick. Something we aren't taking into consideration. Yeah, there's a bubble in the sense that Sentai is requesting way too... I mean, on their own site, the retail price for Chihayafuru Season 2 Premium Set, the retail price is $149.98. Their price is $89.99. On their own site, they're selling it for way cheaper than they're claiming should be the retail price. Um, And I, I think that part of putting Legend of the Galactic Heroes only available on their site is they want people... They are trying to they comp- want trying to drive traffic to their site, right? Um, now, eight hundred dollars is way too much for for that set. Um, and uh, and the thing about Chihayafuru uh, right here, uh, or any other of these other sets, is that they're charging you a lot more than the sum of the box is worth because it's premium. It's a limited, right? So they're they're throwing that at you as a way to get you to. Uh, to pick it up um but we are paying more for the most part i mean i I usually wait for these to go on sale because i'm not i I can't throw this kind of money at their sets no matter how much i like them but um but they're asking their asking price for these things is is so high that the people who are paying these high amounts every time are funding the bubble. They're perpetuating it to go to the point where even if they've got 2000 unsold copies, they've probably already made back what it costs for them to produce those. So that's also worth noting, but I do think it is interesting regarding the, uh, the Garfield set of Umar Chan that the one that Augie has behind him somewhere. Um, So uh, I, I do think that that is interesting. There it is in the corner. Uh, I do think it's interesting to bring that up. And the thing about is it wrong to pick up Girls in a Dungeon is that that box set is almost close enough to fit in a bookcase. Um, Food Wars too, but it's just it's it's frustrating that they aren't you know standard actually size yeah, it's and, and all that stuff. Anyway, so um, do, should we move on from here? Please. Anybody else in the uh, in the chat want to? 
say anything or ask any questions or oh, I'm just wondering how the film call how the stream quality on YouTube is for these people. So Reese is bringing up an interesting uh, statement here. One thing about this whole thing that he doesn't get is why do they have it exclusive to the Sentai store and not also on Right Stuff as well, since they're shipping out of the Right Stuff anyway. Say what? Another theory that I didn't say was that maybe this is their premium edition exclusive to Sentai store because it was really an an anomaly. So Mm -hmm. I was thinking maybe they're going to have a premium edition that's available everywhere universally. That's separate. I don't know. Yeah, that would be that's an example of what Funimation did when they released all those different versions of um, Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, to to a lesser degree, I guess, because those were like the same price range. They were just kind of. Yeah, but I'm just saying they had the Funimation exclusive that was that ridiculous uh, vinyl sized one. They had the Amazon exclusive, you know, then they had like the the more standard available everywhere. So the thing here is that I'm just going to go back to my main point that making it exclusive to Sentai Store is to drive traffic to Sentai Store. Okay. Their thing is, okay, this is 800 bucks. I'm not going to get this, but maybe before I leave, I'm going to look at what else they have. Or I'll, or maybe they'll have like a pop-up sort of thing. I, I should have looked when I was still on their site um, how easy it is to see what else is for sale. Because if you scroll down to the bottom, they've got um, their lowest costing things, uh, which are their most popular. Uh, uh, got Kill, Parasite and stuff. So you may choose 800 bucks, don't want this thing, but then you see the other stuff. So again, this is a, a marketing sort of strategy to drive traffic to the site, even if people don't actually buy the Legend of the Galactic Heroes thing. And it would be great um, the way you're saying it about uh, about actually having um, actually having a non-Sentai store exclusive one that is, please, just those art boxes in the, the chip say. box. That would be fantastic. I, I know a lot of people would pay uh, a lot of money for those, and they, if they aren't limited to a quantity of just a thousand, they can make a lot off of this. You know, because limiting the way they have it now, as we said, the the, the maximum profit they can basically make is make is eight hundred thousand. Okay, and the reason that that's true is because it's Sentai exclusive, which means that the only uh, Sentai store exclusive, which means that the only place they can be purchased is there. Now, here's the thing, though. Those thousand copies are not going to sell. Sentai will slash that price eventually, and some people are going to be really sore that they spent that much on it because eventually Sentai is going to slash it down by at least a hundred bucks, uh, and then they're going to probably slash it down again until they get rid of it because um, they aren't going to sell them all for that price. So the maximum possible price point that they can make the the profit margin is eight hundred thousand or so. But the other stuff, you know, they're probably not going to make that amount. They're probably not going to make that amount. However, as I said driving people to the store results in a higher profit from the other products that people get instead. It's like when you make a YouTube video and people may not actually like they, you, let's say you have a sort of a clickbaity headline, people jump on that video, but then they see another video in the recommended feed that they find even more interesting. It's the same sort of idea. So anyway, um, I thought that's been a real great uh, discussion here. I'm glad that we had uh, a link to that tweet as well to, to sort of, yeah, address the standard edition thing. And I think we have some good theories going on on what could happen. We so we'll see what's, what turns out to be accurate. We don't know what's going to happen. To... I'm so sorry, Augie. <laughs> Are you done, Mr. Caffeine? What, do you have something more you want to say? Well, we won't know what's really going on with uh, Sentai Filmworks until a year and a half later. Sure. But I'm just saying, it'll be interesting to see what comes of it. Oh, yeah. 
Anyway, so, so I found something very interesting. Is it okay if I move on to the next thing? I'm going to talk about the Synexus yes. Slayer set I found. Do it. Are we, are we prepared for this? Yes. So regarding Slayers, I brought up earlier that I bought that movie, and I looked into what else I needed to get, because I already have the OVA collection. I think I'm missing one of the movies, and I, I looked on eBay and just sort of tried to figure out what I was missing, because I just wanted to sort of get Slayers locked and done. And apparently I don't want to spend the amount that they're asking for Funimation sets of Seasons 4 and 5. But um, I found a box set in an art box for Slayer's Try, which I'm going to show you right now. Feel free to jump on it. I don't have any idea what this is. I'm going to share it with you now. Slayer's Try. It's a seven-disc set. One, Holy. two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, seven-disc set from Synexus Animation Collection. I have no idea what this is. Um, I'm assuming it's not the North American release, but I don't know what it is, and I couldn't find anything on it online about it. So if anybody wants to get this and check it out, you're welcome to. Um, I think this is a really nice-looking set, but the problem is this is just Slayer's Try, and yeah. I couldn't find anything from Synexus Animation Online regarding Slayer's Next and the original Slayer's. So I don't know if it would be worth it to try to hunt these down, but I thought this was pretty cool-looking, so I just wanted to share that with you guys. So that would have to be like three episodes per disc. How much is that listing? <laughs> Only $25 and $4.99 standard shipping. Huh. I thought this I was like some out of print something or other. Say what? I thought this was some legendarily out of print something or other. I don't know where it's from. I don't know what the company is. I've never heard of them before. I tried looking into them and all I could find was a an Indian like modeling agency thing. I, I, I couldn't find, I couldn't find it. So anyway, um, let me jump on to the next article. We're going into random merch news. My favorite uh, section. We actually have a lot less than normal for this as well. So I'm going to go ahead on me. Uh, Mazinger's D strips down for giant encyclopedia. I think you shared this. Is that correct? Augie? That's correct. And if we scroll down, we see all the hardcore metal inside them. So pretty, yeah. Can't do man. Uh, pretty much, pretty much, and just an encyclopedia. This is a cyclopedia, just another mm -hmm. other type of um, art bot or art book. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm surprised that they're still making stuff like this for an older show likes like this. But yeah, hey, if you're interested, grab it. Especially considering that all these designs are probably retrofitted into the old uh like this the if i don't think that the designs actually were thought up like this in the original designing process these are just like what can we make the inside of this part of the robot look like oh put rockets in the arm that's right he shoots rockets you know <laughs> like that's what, what it kind of seems like to me because there's no structural integrity whatsoever to this shoulder here and, and stuff it looks like it looks like he would walk around like his arms on a slinky the way this looks it doesn't look <laughs> balanced at all but uh anyway so um well i guess i guess because the shell the shell here would would hold it in place because that's what it looks like from the thing here anyway so there's that moving on new mook features all you wanted to know about camille be done oh uh, yes the greatest zeta gundam pilot oh 
Um, to, <laughs> uh, to me, for this character, unlike Amuro, which if you really look into Amuro, he's very rebellious because he's fighting a war that he does not want to be involved with. Camille, mm-hmm. however, he is a soldier. Is everything that he knew blow, gets blown away and he wants revenge against the Titans? He is angry. He wants to be a soldier. Pretty much Char's right-hand man. So let me ask you a quick question. Yes. When I was first collecting Gundam, my friend Andrew told me something about I, I, it might have been Zeta Gundam. Maybe it wasn't Andrew. Somebody had told me that one of the series, they, they was their favorite because the difference between, I forget exactly how they phrase it, but basically some of the Gundam series, there is a type of Gundam, perhaps a new type, um, that uh, is more powerful than the other ones. And that's why the Gundam is so important. And then there's one of the series where the, at least one of the series where the pilot is just so dang good that he outclasses everybody else. Is that, is that who this is? Uh, is that G Gundam you're not... talking about? No, no. G Gundam is its own thing. This, I wouldn't say they outclasses everyone. I mean, he faces, I mean, if you look at the top right corner mm-hmm. of the, well, you're on the picture. Of the picture, you see Camille leaning down, sulking while the Titan guy threatens him. That's the Psycho well, Gundam. Yeah, I'll say that. Uh, I'll say that um, it's the guy from all the the gifs. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this must be where where that's from. I haven't watched Zeta Gundam yet, but uh, um, so anyway, perhaps maybe somebody in the chat will probably um, correct me on what series I'm probably thinking of. I, I don't think it was Zeta Gundam. I just don't remember. I, what it was I think you're talking about Gundam Wing. <laughs> Maybe I don't. I don't think so, though, because the 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 thing that they had told me is that basically they're using the same type of Gundam as everybody else is using. They're just they're just that much better at it. Like it's not any oh. more special. They're just a really dang good pilot. But I don't know. I'm not sure which one that is then. So uh, Lishansky had me share this thing. Uh, this was a tank model designed by Hayao Miyazaki. Looks like right. something he designed with how round it is. Yeah, well, I think it's a very interesting... So, uh, something I wanted to sort of bring up about this. Obviously, you can see the character looks very Miyazaki-esque. Um, but uh, as an artist, I will say that... And this is sort of... I, it's been on my mind a lot because of um, thinking about Gunsmith Cats and Kenichi Sonoda, who's tremendously talented at understanding mechanical engineering for for the cars and stuff he draws for gunsmith cats and writing bean uh sort of things um that being able to understand mechanics well enough to be able to adjust the shape in a way where where things will actually still fit together in an actual 3d model uh three-dimensional meaning not necessarily an actual physical model but also just in the computer so to speak um but in this case obviously a um printed 3d three-dimensional diecast model effect um it's it this takes a lot of understanding of form and i think that obviously miyazaki's got that he's a genius level when it comes to uh to you know artistic endeavors and whatnot but i'm just i'm very impressed at, at being able to you know handle this sort of idea and understanding the the basics of or at the bare minimum the basics of how tank technology works and you know 
designing things so that the turret will be able to move and, and just it's a very i mean it's an engineering aspect of it i guess you could say that oh, um yeah. that you have to have as an artist that quite frankly i feel like some people do you know go to school and they become like mechanical engineers but they're also artists and they sort of use their talents for things like maybe mecha designs or something like that right but um, for most artists, I feel like it ends up being a self-taught profession to design these fantastical uh, sort of mechanical design things. So I just thought oh, yeah. that was interesting. You guys well, want to say anything about that? that um, yeah. However, with that color, though, no matter how you turn it, it almost looks like a potato. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, but, uh, maybe it's designed to be camouflaged in potato land. Who knows? There you go. Anyway. I'm just thinking you'd probably like Aquarion then because the guy who... He's also the guy that made Escaflone and uh, Robotech. I mean, uh, Macross, don't kill me. Um, <laughs> uh, he made all of the like mechas in Aquarion based on Lego that he actually made himself. Like he made all the ships that transform and stuff. Oh, cool. Okay, okay. For FDDNM in Macross, who is the worst character? That's a trick question. I don't know. I haven't actually watched past the first half episode. Okay. I don't know how that's a trick question, AC, because the correct answer is Lynn Kyle. Oh, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought the trick the trick question was, uh, I, I already I always forget the girl's name. So there's Lynn Minmay, Lin Min and then there's, there's the other one. The other I one. Any, I didn't have any issues with the females. Okay, yeah. No, I didn't either, but my wife, when we were watching it, she was so upset as the because there's like a love triangle that that diverges into um Hikaru and uh and the, the girl whose name I forget, um, that they end up being an item and Lynn Minmay is kind of you know thrown to the side, so to speak. Thrown and to she was upset and she didn't like Minmay at all. She hated Minmay. So um I thought like that's why I said it's a trick question because it boil I I was gonna say it boils down to the uh, uh, the female uh, love triangle aspect um, and I was gonna say that the there is that annoying guy <laughs> that you brought up so anyway Ooh, that, that that guy takes the cake <laughs> yeah let me let me check the chat real quick and send okay so Shane says the Slayer's tri set is the Korean version for the Synexus one I need to get so the Korean ghost in the shell. Huh? I need to get the Korean ghost in the shell. Yeah. A lot of people have jumped for that set because of the dub. Is the dub on it? And it's yep. not screwed up like the other one? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So going back to screen sharing. Dang it. I just shared the chat. <laughs> Oops. Hey, been losing weight. $10. <laughs> All right. So rock out with Mega Man uh new era designer baseball caps so um i thought this was kind of kind of neat like the little stitch of mega man and dr wiley for the for the dr w uh thing but uh moving on from here um i saw this on a facebook ad and i almost got it but it's kind of really expensive um is the uh the android 17 from dragon ball super um sort of outfit uh, i was gonna buy it for my wife because she loves the pullover hoodies but I don't want to spend 60 bucks. <laughs> it's like, look at this. I'm saving $20. Definitely get it. No. Anyway, but I, I put that in the link dump. If anybody sees this and thinks, oh, I got to have that, you know, so there it is. Um, moving on. Uh, 
Kotobukiya did an Evil Dead 2 Ash Bishojo figure. So this exists. Groovy. It's got to be great. It's got to be great to uh, to be somebody who works uh, in Japan. And you get to say, you know, it would be awesome if we could do. And they're like, yeah, let's see if we can do that. And then, you know, they talk to the to the right people. They, yeah, it's like, yeah, you can do it. And then they're like, yeah, let's do it. And then they get they get to work and they do it. That's, that's, what it, that's how I feel like it. Uh, a lot of jobs in Japan related to this stuff are uh, handled. Because <laughs> it's such a bizarre crossover, uh, so to speak, that it just it seems ridiculous that it even happened but I, I think they i think they've also done they also did here yeah, yeah jason Voorhees, freddy krueger and chucky okay um so yeah i thought that was interesting moving oh, on yeah. did, did you know uh, what happened when the creator of berserk uh finished the evil dead 2 so kentaro miura is who you're talking about and what happened yep. after he watched that movie he was scared half to death because he was afraid that he was going to be sued for copyright infringement because how the storylines were so similar. Oh, my God. <laughs> Evil Dead... I'm thinking of three. Because, Is that one? Uh, yeah, that's Army of Darkness. Yeah. I don't because think Because the whole... He, he pretty much suffers and gets transported somewhere else. Yeah. Get your digi drink on at Digimon Adventure Tri Cafe. So I starting the podcast has made me much more aware of Japan's drink culture that apparently is directly tied to their otaku culture. Oh yeah. Um I, I just find this kind of bizarre. I know South Korea has a a ridiculously unhealthy drink culture. Like people drive drunk like crazy in South Korea. Um, so you like hear great. like all the time about how this pop star died from a car accident from somebody crashing into them on the sidewalk and stuff all the time. I feel like at least my wife tells me cause she's really into Korean dramas and whatnot. Um, but moving on from here, uh, I think you had me share this Augie. No, no, I think oh, I yeah. should just say, so, so good. Say Prost at the legends of galactic heroes cafe. Yeah, so this is another thing related to, to the whole drinking culture. It's like you could like if it's otaku enough, you can do whatever you want in a cafe. And it, I, I I'm curious, like so you know those those uh you know there's always like that restaurant. Like I'm gonna speak to a very small group of people who might live in California. Next to Bella Terra on Edinger and Gothard. There's a corner where if you've lived there and you've gone to Bellaterra, you you see that there's a on that corner, there is a restaurant that is only there for like three months tops, and then it's a different restaurant. And then it's a different it's like it's one of the you know they say that that half of I mean it's changed due to um due to uh, the internet, but also um going back to the fact that restaurants sort of are stuck in the you got to operate in the old way of doing things you know the whole idea of location 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 obviously is a bad location right but i i feel like when it comes to doing these cafes how long do these stay in business how, do they is it the same cafe that just gets the rights to do a different series you know like do they just have a, a nameless cafe that puts up a new sign oh now we're legend of galactic heroes now we're card capture soccer and now we're, you know like how does this business model work 
Apparently, uh, I could be off on the years. It's either eight or 12 years the Soccer Wars Cafe was kept afloat. Hmm. Holy crap. Yeah. I mean, well, here's the other thing. Maybe the food's just really good. You know, maybe yeah, people are, are no, maybe they get people in with the theme, but then the, the company actually is really good at making food and people tell their friends and they've never watched the show, but they come in just because they hear the food's good or they get brought in by their friend who, who ate there before. And then they really enjoy the, uh, I'm really fascinated the with the food art here. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I'm 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 sort of coming to the realization that maybe this is actually a brilliant marketing strategy, uh, in that you get people like you know they say the the way to a man's heart is through his stomach, so to speak. It's kind of like you you start a little cafe, you get the people who've already seen the original Legend of the Galactic Heroes because there's the new one coming out, right? So you get people who have already seen the original one, and they start going there, and the food's really good, so they bring their family and friends, and then the friends really like it, and then eventually they get interested in the show because of the artwork on the wall. And then they then they oh, watch yeah. the new show. This is a very interesting strategy that that Japan has. Um, and I wonder if this would I wonder if this could work um, in America regarding like let's say like so Marvel movies cost like a hundred million dollars. Um, like the blockbuster movies like that, they cost like a hundred million dollars. Imagine the Iron Man or Avengers cafe popping up and people eat there and ever all the waiters are dressed up in like movie accurate prop uh suits and everything i mean can you imagine that actually i mean they wouldn't need to that's that's a kind of a whole different thing you don't really with with something like marvel it's kind of a bad example but imagine if movies actually did that in america um and with that said there is a there is a cafe so to speak in in florida called super saiyan that's uh it's a ramen cafe that's dragon ball themed and they play dragon ball and dragon ball z episodes 24 7 or whatever at the cafe or at least while it's open. So there's that. But what do you guys think? I mean, can you imagine a, a, a property taking on this marketing strategy in the U.S.? Yes. Yes, I would eat at, eat at Hulk's. Hulk's. <laughs> Narita International Airport to open anime tourism information for anime pilgrimage tour. So apparently because people are going to Japan because of anime... They now have like pamphlets and stuff so that if like, for instance, which we're going to sort of might, might even be this one. Hold on, let me see. Because so, for example, fall in love with these citrus real life locations. So the anime citrus, which is like coming out right now um, there, the backgrounds here obviously are real life locations in Japan or whatever. So they are, this is sort of the thing about like, this would may, maybe be one of the things on the pamphlet. People come to Japan, they see the pamphlet for citrus and like, oh, where would I have to go to see these things, right? Oh, yeah. Um, and then with that said, I mean, I guess I'm, I'm sort of done with the, well, I'll just go through the rest of these. You guys can see them before I jump on to the next idea here. So that's, that's I think that's interesting. And, and again, it's a, it's a smart marketing strategy for Japan. They know that people are coming uh, from overseas, especially to... Uh, to visit Japan for these reasons is a great, it's a great um, tourism uh, uh, strategy, tourism attraction strategy. So got to hand it to God. There's a lot of these. Oh, got to yeah. hand it to Japan. Uh, they're also doing something similar to that with the uh, recent Lupin part yeah, five. I'm getting to that. That's the next thing. <laughs> I'm trying to get through this so I can bring that up. Lupin part five takes place in France. So here are, um, 
here are the real places that are shown in the uh, in the show. So here's episode one. Here's an airport or a, not an airport. What is this called? An apartment? Maybe it's an airport. I wouldn't imagine it would be. Looks like a, ho a hotel to me. Um, anyway, I'm not. I'm not going to speculate on on what these French things are. Oh, this was on the day that the Where's Waldo popped up. Uh, this was the. Uh, I think this was April Fools on uh, Google uh, Maps. So, oh look at this! This was a tracking shot. They had to stitch it together in Photoshop. You can see the lens flare is showing up in two places. Oh yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, like you, when you when you watch it. Well, here's the here's the thing. I mentioned this in my in my first impressions video on part four for the Italian game movie. I mentioned that I loved the animation and everything, but something that kind of bothered me is that the backgrounds look like they've just been run through. They're photographs that have been run through um, a filter, a Photoshop filter. So uh, Higurashi, when they cries, visual novel backgrounds. Yeah, well, but you can kind of tell that that's, that appears to be what exactly is happening, right? I mean, it's it's not this particular picture. This was taken through Google Maps, but... Um, it it does seem like that's what's happening is that they're they're warping the image a little bit perhaps and then throwing it through a filter and then working that way, which is annoying just because I feel like I don't know I mean, like well, well we can we can mourn over the loss of watercolor backgrounds but uh, here all night wait air gear I think they had a couple times where they used like real picture assets or backgrounds like in mm -hmm. some of the later episodes. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. That show gets wrapped up right quick. <laughs> this is totally unrealistic. Look at how busy it is in the picture compared to no, <laughs> um but yeah, it's crazy like how many actual sets they they just use like photos and and or or even just like the way Shinkai does where he actually recreates them by hand, you know, he redraws them so to speak or draws over them. And I love this even this prop is like a real thing that they decided to throw in there. Um but uh Oh, this is this looks like it's going to be that hacker character. We'll see how she's hidden behind it, obviously, but we'll see how that goes. Anyway, so next up, do you, do you guys have anything? You, Augie, you sounded like you were going to bring something up regarding this particular thing. Did you want to say something more? Um, nah, I was going to bring up rotoscoping, but we, but not tonight. Okay, the point is kind of already passed. Uh, and also, Cardcaptor Soccer gets a new exhibition in Tokyo in October. I think you had me share this. Yes, yes. Don't know why it's Easter theme in October, but yeah, we're getting another uh, art art exhibit or a cafe exhibit. <laughs> That's funny. You're right. It is. Well, it's Easter themed because when the when the news came out, but you're at the actual art exhibit's coming out in October. It's not going to be Easter themed. Uh, anyway, uh, I shared this one. Um, this is from Five Star Stories. I just thought it looked really amazing. <laughs> Should get on watching that soon. <laughs> uh, and then I, another one here. I think it's, I think it's a tattoo from Ava. No, no, it's the, it's the pillow Daki Makara. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So we're, we're in miscellaneous news now, by the way. 
Uh, and then here's uh, I saw this on Reddit. I thought it was pretty amazing. This guy went specifically to, I think it was Italy. I can't remember exactly where he went, but he went to meet his favorite artist that he'd learned about online specifically to have him do this tattoo for him. Um, which, which turned out like really nice. Like I'm not, I'm not a tattoo guy, but I, I think that the design element of it is pretty interesting. And I think that, you know, the creative liberties taken with certain aspects of it are pretty well, uh, pretty well done. And then I, because the ma the podcast is magic, I'm just bringing this up here. So discotech will license it. Uh, oh. the hard, the hard bounty hunter, please, uh, license this anime, please. Uh, and also rescue the license for say what? Um, go ahead and continue that. Also, rescue the license for Dog Soldier Shadows of the Past. Thank you, Disco Tech. <laughs> I have, I have that one on VHS. But going back to the hard, I noticed on the day it's very close to the last uh, City Hunter movie before they stopped yeah. and stopped in China and other places were trying to deal deal with this. It looks like it was just trying to pick trying to swipe in and be the next Ryu Saiba, which probably he was not. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going through the Twitter moment real quick to, cause I think I put something in the wrong order, but we will figure it out uh, at the time. And Augie, I'm going to have you stall for a minute so that I can go run to the bathroom real quick. Okay. I can stall. Well, either go ahead and stall both of you. Oh, here, rumor has it school days used images of real boats. <laughs> I bet they do. Nice boat, Reese. All right, I'll be right back, guys. So, Augie, uh, right before the podcast, you asked me if I could do a segment for the anime release of the month. Yes, or something like that. Now, you, I know that I'm the one that pitched this idea, but was the criteria that it had to be released within this month, or is it just like? One I select from my collection. One you select from your collection. AC was the one who ruined that, but that's another issue. All right. Now, there's no real particular reason or anything that stands out about this, but I really like the real life limited edition, despite the digi pack, because here I'll take off the sleeve so you can see the lack of texturing from my low resolution uh, webcam. It's a nice matte texture and it feels soft but yeah it's a really good show as well the OVAs recently aired which I'm waiting for them to get dubbed my friend calls me a dub waiter um <laughs> yes I like that term <laughs> I do too I'm gonna refer to myself as that from now on but yeah so I also reviewed that show so you can check it out and yeah, that's enough for stalling. If you take note of this timestamp, I'll throw the uh, I'll throw the YouTube card to you. What time are we at? It's almost twelve, so nine, ten, eleven, nine to ten, ten to eleven, eleven to twelve. So three hour mark. Two hours and fifty four so, seconds. Uh, I mean, the bigger, yeah. The bigger question that we all are wondering on your side, FDD and M, on the. The wall with the speaker. You have a blue organ. Have a plastic blue organizer, and on top of that, is some sort of bag. What is it's, it? It's a battery bag for like uh, dead batteries that you just put in that bag, and then you, you once it's filled up, you get it to a plant or something that recycles yeah. it properly. Yeah, because you, you can't you can't just toss them in the recycling bin. 
You brought up bag, and you live in Can and you live in Canada. Is it true that your milk, you buy milk in bags? Yes, I believe that might be more of an Ontario thing, but yeah, I didn't know that until I was like sixteen that the whole world uses like jugs. <laughs> I was about to yeah. say you lived there all your life, and the milk was served in bags, and you did not know that it was served in bags. <laughs> I just said so, the up. I have more hope for you now. I can uh, grab I'm one. Going to, I'm going to send you a link to the uh, Twitter. Since So when we did the Twitter moments for um, Gunbuster, no, 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 for Agent Ica, we actually had like, uh, we actually had like animated GIFs and stuff to show. So we don't really have, oh no, we actually do have some. I was going to say, I'm going to put the chat back up. What I'm getting at is anybody who's been in the chat this whole time who has noticed anybody else talking specifically about other sets that should be covered in the organization video, um, go ahead and like repost those or at least mention that it has happened. So go back and. He bounced, didn't he? We're going into our discussion on, on Photon the Idiot, unless you guys have something else you want to discuss first. Yes, no? Well, I'm ready for it. I just hope we don't keep bouncing. I have one important thing that needs to be said about Photon before we get started, is that it had a total nip count of 12 scenes. Okay, we can start now. <laughs> you should have watched Sergeant Kabuki Man, because there were a lot of nipples for, uh, for a YouTube <laughs> video. Yeah, but... For you, that's true. <laughs> oh, there was a there was a of, uh, of nudity in that in that uh, trauma. You so uh, I'm going to show you guys real quick since um, since it's really it's like the first thing. My first well, actually, I guess I should talk about this first. Um, Augie, you had asked me to to bring this up. Yes. You said please, please pre-order this. Yes. Please pre-order it. Yeah. Like the clouds, like the wind. This is a... I really enjoyed this movie, and I was hoping the first podcast in July we would watch this for the Watch Club. Is it a samurai movie? A what? Is it a samurai movie? No, this is a Chinese movie. Because Samurai Wait. July... Is that Chinese anime? A chanime? No, uh, it's not chanime. Okay, so the next thing I want to get to is uh, Discotech had mentioned basic rule for most of the franchises that they pick up. If it sells, we'll try to get more. Recommend it to your friends or get it for them as gifts for a loved one. Uh, and this is referring to... Uh, Everyday Joe. Joe. So he's saying, when are we... <laughs> My Nietzsche Joe. <laughs> when are we getting tomorrow's Joe 2? Disco Tech Media. So when they say 2, did did they get part 1? Well, no, they no. Just got the movie two movies. They got part yeah, 1, but the movie. the movie just a chop shop of season 1. Okay, well, um, I already own this. I showed it earlier, the Tai Seng version, but right. I pre-ordered this. This is not going to load. I'm going to screw that. But uh, I pre-ordered it so that I could... Uh, um, help with that because I, I would like to see the rest of it come over here um, and uh, here is the tweet from Robert J. Woodhead 
asking the uh, voice actors to do the commentary track for the new HD release of Gunsmith Cats. So, um, so we'll see where that goes. And now the, the last thing I want to show, this is my first experience watching Photon. Parental discretion advised. The following program may contain scenes of violence and or nudity and may not be suitable for viewers under 18 years of age. Wow, you have to watch porn to watch this. No actual character depicted herein. On the back of the DVD, suggested 13 and a half. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, this is AC's first Damn It John moment. Now, this is why Discotech, uh, they, they cleverly put not rated on every single release. <laughs> so they don't have any liability. All right. Well, now that now that that's done, I'm going to uh, I'm going to go back to the way I like to have this, where I can see the chat next to me while I'm doing this. All right. Doesn't seem like anybody has mentioned anything regarding the uh, the stuff I asked for, but I probably will go through and rewatch the uh, podcast later and take more notes if anybody said anything. Um, anyway, so let's get into Photon the Idiot. Do I have that right next to me? Photon the Idiot. What a dummy this is. Oh, you got the same one I have. I'm the one with the modern one. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, they see just like with uh, Bubblegum Crisis when I said it's like they took the movie off the film grain. I think uh, our version is that quality as well. Mine didn't look that bad. Oh, that glowy effect. Yeah. I didn't think it looked that bad. I thought it looked pretty good. Yeah. So, um, anyway. Um, FDDM, you want to start us off? Or, Augie, how do you want to do this? I'm fine with starting. Tweets. Have him start it off. So, as a fan of the Tenchi series, uh, like, I'm not saying that I'm a diehard fan, Tenchi's life, like, I know it has some problems, but as someone who enjoys a good Tenchi, I think this is exactly what any Tenchi fan would want. It's funny, it's fun, and um, I only realized halfway through, like, I thought the villain was a, a serious threat or something, but then I realized, oh my god, he's like, he's just a gag villain. He he doesn't actually accomplish anything. He's Jesse and James from freaking Pokemon. But um, yeah. I thought... <laughs> and he's naked through a lot of it. <laughs> I was so surprised when there was that well, the wiener bandage moment. I was like, what? Why are they putting this in? Like, it was hilarious, but I was really questioning. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, I thought it was pretty good all around. My only problem was that, I mean, it could probably be mostly contributed to the wrong time, but the main two girls... They didn't have a whole lot to them. In, in fact, Photon didn't have a whole lot to them. They were... There wasn't a lot of substance overall, I didn't think. Yeah. It was kind of just like, oh, I all of a sudden love you now and stuff. But yeah, well, that's why it's a take-it-as-it-is series. Yeah. Like You just want to have a fun ride. And I think the ending was kind of nice and sweet, the way it ended, with his innocent... I've little... Oh. I don't even... Oh, I do remember how it ended. Yeah, where he wrote the... <laughs> yeah, so yeah. let me... Let me segue that into my thoughts on it because um, Augie's going to probably have the most to say about it. But um, I've discussed in the past how I'm not really a fan of Harem. And I, I've put the caveat in there that the reason I dislike so much Harem is because all the 
all these female characters are head over heels in love with this guy who has no about him. You know what I mean? Tom's defense, he did pick up a, a huge spaceship and move it with his bare hands. Yep. <laughs> so I guess I can. I mean, I was conflicted about the whole. I can this. overlook it this time. Yeah. It, I mean, I didn't. I didn't love this. But I also didn't hate it, you know. Um, and this was a Ken. No, no, this isn't Ken Akamatsu. Is, is this that who did Tenchi? No, it's. I think uh, that is. Yes. No, Ken, Ken, Ak- Ken Akamatsu, Akamatsu is the one did who did Love Hina and Negima. Oh wait, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I just thought the name sounded familiar. And CNN likes to pick Mas- on. Uh, oh, liar. <laughs> Kajishima. That's who it is. Um, yeah, so I, I... Let me put it this way. I liked it more than what I've sat through so far on Tenchi. I just... I, I don't... I, oh, the fact parts of Tenchi as well. The clever ideas. Um, so Tenchi... Uh, I forget... I don't remember half the characters' names, but there's the, the space cadet girl. Mihoshi she has like she's like the Gongoro, Mihoshi blonde hair and the dark skin. Mihoshi <laughs> in in one of the first episodes that you see her, she has like a license that she pulls out. That's like she pushes a button and this thing pops out and then like a film comes through and it projects like a hologram on it. You know that's an interesting thing that has stuck with me because I thought that's that's I I've never seen somebody handle this sort of thing in that way. It's like, it's, this is experience. They're um, exploring an interesting concept. Now with photon, what I found was interesting was the premise they wasn't laugh out loud, funny willing to roll with the and then photon stumbles across the naked girl and Baka on her head. And it just so happens that she comes from that, uh, that culture where when a guy's crest is, is transferred onto the girl, that that's how they get married. Right. So um, that was a clever, humorous way of getting that dynamic set up and moving forward with the story. And I thought that that was, that was interesting enough that it didn't turn me off to the show right away. You know what I mean? Like uh, it kept me going with some interesting ideas, interesting ways of setting up plot points. And I, I definitely really liked that. And one part, I don't know why this got a, a chuckle out of me, but one part that actually did make me laugh was uh, the way that they animated the scene where um, I forget the girl's name. What was her name? Um, Frida. Tia. The princess. Hmm? Keen. The way that she's Keen. tied up, and then the the little uh, the little twin tailed thing comes out of her bosom and eats the rope she's tied up in, and just the animated uh, guy holding the rope, and then immediately it's just like the little thing has eaten the rope up where it's in his hand. It's really funny to me. Um, so anyway, that's that's basically all I have to say about photon. Um, I mean, I'll probably have, as as Augie talks it up and, and sort of brings up certain moments, I might have something to comment on here or there, but that's 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 where it stuck with, with me. Um, also enjoyed the 
animation style at the beginning, in the very first episode, when he falls, in, when on sabotages his trip to go get her, and he falls down and uh, and ends up in that water area, kind of like you were talking about. It's kind of sort of like Nausicaa, but instead of sand, it's sort of like a marshy area. And yeah. they had those like robot things fight him. The way that those were animated had a very interesting style to it as well. Uh, and then I have some comments on on the jokes that I didn't think landed, but I'm I'm, I'm not going to burden you guys with that whole monologue because I I don't I, it only really applied it, it didn't apply to enough of the jokes that I feel it's a, a worthy criticism or just sort of a spur of the moment thought popped in my head that I put a bunch of tweets on which you guys can read in the Twitter moments for this podcast, but I'm I'm not going to bother with it. So anyway, Augie, take it away. Did you guys uh, watch it dubbed or subbed? Both. Both. Yep. What about you? Augie? Oh, I imagine you've seen this like 50 times, so probably both, too. Am I okay to talk now? Yeah, I was asking. I was asking. Okay. Transition. Oh. oh, boy. The main thing to watch for this show is ego. Ego, because the ego is what drives the comedy, in my, for my two cents. Uh, the guy that they keep talking about that isn't Photon, his name is Papa Cha. Papa the, anim- the animation team for for any time that they show his show his face, it's always a different angle, different position, a different expression, and different likeliness. I feel like they I feel like the writers and the animators had a really fun time just to work on this silly character. Yeah. That in that in his whole hair clashing with the marks on his face, kind of like a off-season Christmas tree or something. Um, overly vi- overly violent to all the pochies that surround him, and for some weird reason, they keep showing this guy naked, and they won't show the genitals. They'll always have a shadow on it, so anytime he gets smashed. Smash goes through a rock or anything else to leave an imprint, it always leaves his body silhouette with his junk. Even through the rock as well. That was hilarious. That was ooh. This guy is set up the show has sort of a sort of a karma effect on it. If you do good, you're rewarded. If you do bad, you'll get your comeuppance. This guy, every time, it's like watching, it's almost like watching a Roadrunner cartoon, but with more character depth. Every Anytime this guy tries to do something, it fails not only bad, but far horrible than what it would be, as if it's an over-exaggeration. Ooh, team, and Team Rocket does fly off again quite well. Let's move on to the character, on to some other characters, particularly on. Now let's focus on 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 for a moment. She is a boy crazy, mm, a very moxie uh, idol crazy lover girl, idol crazy, idol crazy, egotistical, a little spoiled, but that's fine. So first first plot with her is she wants to meet her idol and has to trick Photon into the jungle. She does that. She finally makes it to the village with the 
the idol. She gets there. Out of nowhere, when she enters the house, which opens like a stage, by the way, stage curtain, Mm -hmm. we have like this small opera scene between him and his wife. His new wife. His new wife. Yeah, his sixth wife. Yeah. Well, that he probably met at the exact uh, concert that she thought he was falling in love with her at. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So after that, she is heartbroken and wants to, and wants to try to find her way back to uh, Photon. Also, with so, this character, um, I just want to address something real quick. You have to address it again. I can't hear you. You're bouncing. I don't think he hears me either. Now to readdress the address again. Well, thank you. I, I don't know if this was the that I thought he said earlier, but he said, holy crap, My Hero Academia Season 2 Part 2 is almost out of print. And I, no, I don't know if this is a... a oh, no, yeah, this is the part where I said we'll talk about this. I thought he was talking about Part 1. Um, so he's actually talking about Part 2. So uh, I just thought that that would be worth noting that uh, we talked earlier about Part 1 um, and how we had sort of discussed... Oh, like, no, that's a joke. That must that, be a joke. That. Say what? That must be a joke. He must be saying, "Oh, part two is almost gone, guys." Well, I'm just saying that if if uh, you know if that is verifiably uh, you know actual worthwhile news, then you know if you were planning on getting it, or if you already have part one and you don't want to be stuck without having part two, um, you know, just throwing that out there. I'm I'm buying it right now because I I was pretty sure I pre-ordered it, but I searched my email and I can't find I can't find anything on it, and I don't see that I had already pre-ordered it on. On uh, right stuff or anything. So anyway, so I just I thought think it that, hard, I think hard that's hard a typo interrupt. or a joke. But yeah, I could be. It could be. I'm just saying that I'm I'm deciding to get it right now just so that it's uh, in the bag and not to worry about it. So don't okay. end up yeah. like FDM and on his quest to get War of Gemini as you try to get both volumes to fit inside the art box. Wait, what? What are you saying about that? <laughs> Wasn't volume two the one that you that you're having a difficult time finding a decent price on? Well, no, it was just inefficient to buy the second volume at the prices that were available. So I'm like, I'll just get the complete series because it's cheaper and gives me you know, the complete series. I'm glad it finally came out over here. I was waiting way too long for that. Seminar was so good. Anyway. So back to uh, back to on. Yeah. Sorry. So she's trying to get with Photon, back with Photon, but ends up ends up teaming with Papa Chav. So we have a tag team of uh, ego and moronicness. Ooh. We'll stop there there for for on. Then we have Key. She is the main she's Probably debatably um, the main character, but she, but how she and Photon me is kind of like a Bulma and Goku like. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like friendship. You know, I'm, I'm not going to requote AC, but the whole marking marriage stuff ha- happens, but. Um, what I like mm-hmm. about her is she's sort of like a blend of 
Kiyome and Ryoko. She's charismatic and smart, but can also be reckless, but not too much. Hmm. So when the so the what I'm trying to lead to is one of the other main things that I really enjoyed about the show, just like with Ryoko and uh, Ayaka fighting over Tenchi. Here we have is On and Kine fighting That's over a- Photon the whole time, and they keep up the sass putting put put every which way as possible. Their egos get so high that they fall for common traps that are just blatantly obvious yeah, that it's a trap. And even they get so hell high, held high, their head held high, that they'll just demolish the place as they're still standing. This even happens to Kine when trying to out with the other person. Yeah. One something we should address is that is that there's a there's a power uh, called um, what's the power called Rain like crystals? No, no, no. They had a they had a specific name for it. Sir, with Ow. an A, I think. Ow. Ow. So they had this owl energy or something. Owl. In, and uh, on had that ability. She had, she was able to that power to freeze time, and for that some reason, photon. Just immune the whole time. I think it has it's something to do like with su- it was made of anti. Right. Is it so that's, that's they, basically Superman the whole time. And then it turns out that there's this thing called anti owl or like like inverted owl energy that he wasn't immune to. So that's like, okay, so here your hero has been in everything so far. Now we need to make there actually be some stakes at the end. Um, because because we aren't as sophisticated enough to do a one punch man style ending, but uh, yeah, so that uh, that felt a little uh, that felt a that's like reverse Deus Ex Machina, where the Deus Ex Machina comes just to save the story structure, but not to save the characters the way that the term is usually used to describe it. You know, one character I feel bad about is the Poochies. One through like I think there's thirty of them. We have reminds you of the the gold third a hit. What <laughs> is my connection that bad? Yes. Um, in Excel Saga, I think they were called Pachus. They were the characters that when they got oh, hit yeah. had Golgo Thirteen's face. Yep. Yeah, they kind of reminded me of that, of those. I love yeah, to have the police. Oh. You can go ahead. Oh, uh, I do feel bad for the Pochies because they're ha- happy and delighted all the time, and they really are there to try to help and make the scene better. Also, but here you have. Ugly as crap. <laughs> all female, and I guess Chinese. Um, I thought number one was male. No, they're all female. Okay. At least all the ones in that particular scene. Oh, you know, it's funny. <laughs> What's that? 
directly underneath the comment I mentioned about how he said season two part two is almost out of print. He corrected and said I meant season two part one. <laughs> hey guys, season Just three go, is almost out of print. Go cancel your pre-order, guys. Cancel your pre-order. No, they're definitely going to do that with the next one. You're probably right. Ooh, yeah. So, um, so just to clarify, it probably is exactly what we discussed regarding the whole marketing strategy. It's like, yeah, it's a limited edition. It's like, don't, don't get, don't get, don't buy into that too much. I mean, if it's, let me put it this way: as a rule of thumb, if it's a show that you don't want to live without, you don't want to have to pay prices. If you see something like that, let it prompt you into to just like, okay, fine, I'll get it. You know, uh, like I've been putting it off. I have the money. I'll get it. You know, um, but if it's a show that you kind of don't want necessarily, like you're not super eager and you see that probably just let it go and focus on the stuff you do want, because that, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. And as we discussed, it could be a, it can be just a marketing strategy. A scare anyway, tactic. Back to photon. <laughs> yeah. A traffic. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so all of you go out and buy more of your manga core property and, and discs keep focusing on that that way i can focus on this other stuff to get um yeah with the poochie with the poochies i feel bad for them because papa cha keeps beating them up which i don't think they feel pain they might we've seen a few get eaten but i don't think that they die or feel pain at all i think that the it's weird when the one poachy poachy number one was like shedding tears I think because they're always so happy and stuff, it made that se- those scenes more effective. It's like, holy crap. Mm-hmm. And I loved how the poses all went wee when they got tossed around. <laughs> it was like the tone of the show was expressed in that just by getting a pochi getting hit. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll mention a minor character before going to the antagonist. Bulan is is the, I guess you'd say Gangaro, but the Tang female that's with Papa Chai's, he is, I'm not sure if it's considered cheating at this point, but making out with him. The whole time that she's in the show, she doesn't do much, but she'll either comment or do something that's oddly specific to, well, know a little bit more about the situation than what's really there. The Galactic Emperor. The Galactic Emperor is pretty much a corpse that's trying to make sure he maintains his reign on the universe. As the plot progresses, what's going on is Kie's father has uh, locked the ultimate power within this planet. Papacha is trying to get this power. The Galactic Emperor wants this power as well he does seem threatening and sick sick at first but as he continues he kind of becomes a lame villain and well he's not the focus i didn't appreciate the trope treeing that he was doing but shears aside if you want a better villain that's trying to do what this guy's doing i'd recommend the terror from the new tick series or watch tenchi universe and get some kagato action Oh. oh, thank God you guys are back. <laughs> I thought we were going to have a repeat of part one, part two podcast. I, oh. I, hope st- I hope all my dialogue got recorded. <laughs> I'm sure it did. It, it's just that my internet got so bad you both froze. 
that I wasn't sure if it was it, in the actual broadcast. People probably were able to hear. Right. I will say that for the for that episode, I'm kind of glad it did stop in the middle. I didn't want it to stop in the middle, mind you, but I didn't know how we would recuperate or deal with that issue. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I agree with them. This is a show that you watch, watch to have fun with. It's nothing too serious. It's nothing really serious. If you have, if you like Tenchi and are in a bad mood, I'd recommend this. The pace is, well, it never slows down. You can catch every detail while watching, but it's not a show of hindrance. Mm -hmm. I know you froze again. He froze. Back. You know, I got an email from from my internet provider regarding gigabit internet. Maybe I should uh, hit them up. (laughs) Possibly. Uh, So I just want to address something real quick. When 23 copies of the Legend of Galactic Heroes uh, still left, now there's 821. So since we've talked about it, two people have bought it. Shame on you. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, I I agree. I don't have much to say about Photon the Idiot because, like I said, it was Photon the Idiot Idiot Adventures because it's kind of a take it or leave it thing for me. Um, If let me put it this way, if we hadn't determined to watch it for the podcast, I probably would have put it on, finished an episode or two and then not finished it for several years and maybe never finished it. Um, although I would have wanted to, or I would have put it on and like done something else and barely paid attention to it. Like, so, so I'll just say that because we did it for the podcast, I, I didn't try to focus on it and everything. Um, but, uh, again, it's just, I was taking it to leave it for me. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about it? Hmm? How do you feel about it? Which you? You, you. You. Me, me. Talk a show. He just, he, just, he just, I just gave mine. He's, he's passing the torch to you. Okay, yes. okay. Back to you, uh, back to you. <laughs> well, um, yeah, um, I, I appreciated how, like, a lot of the humor was kind of clever the way it was done, and mm-hmm. animation for the time was remarkably good it probably because it was uh ova series so it had more time and budget and all that stuff but i i really love aic that studio um m- mainly because of the tenchies and stuff but uh it just shows how well they were even back then and uh now going back to the dub i thought the dub was for the most part pretty damn good like uh papa cha his voice actor must have had a hell of a good time recording those lines. But the only drawback is Photon himself, because he sounded like he gave zero effort into the whole show. He's like, uh, ah, ah, or something Super like that. monotone, ready for a nap. Yeah, he wasn't like even putting effort into it. The thing is, uh, 
the, the Japanese last... version wasn't much different for Photon. <laughs> oh boy, maybe that's why it was so bad. They were imitating the Japanese. Um, but in the last episode, there was like two times. I think it's why he was crying. He cried twice, and it sounded like they took Papa Cha's voice actor and had him laugh. It was so weird. It was like, oh, <laughs> I don't know. But um, I didn't catch any of that. But that's alright. Keep going. <laughs> uh, yeah, like uh. The the thing is though, he has like barely any lines. He's pretty silent, so it doesn't really affect the show overall. But um, other than that, I thought, yeah, that was like a really good dub. I'm glad, that, I'm glad that you brought AIC since one, I believe that was another studio that helped with Gunsmith Cats, or at least it was in the background all over the place. And it's kind of strange, like at the end, we almost had a similar ending to Gunbuster. Hmm. I guess it kind of was, yeah. Even though or, I didn't watch Gunbuster. Well. Giant. I think by that, Brad, he means like if you go on Wikipedia, it will say stuff like, uh, oh, they did in-between, something like that. Yeah, just because just I had it right next to me, I thought I'd look. That's all. <laughs> Um, anyway, so yeah, you, the connection is getting really bad. Um, so I'm probably going to let Augie do most of the talking on Sergeant Kabuki Man when we get there. Um, do you have anything else you guys want to particularly say about uh, Photon? If you have if you have six to fifteen dollars that you want to spend on a show, spend it on this. Who knows? We might get a Papa Charles show if it's more funded. God. <laughs> he does any more works. I don't know if it's just that they're inactive or like barely doing any works nowadays, or if it's just that they have so many branch studios I can't track down the active studio. <clears throat> Who knows? Who knows? Um, so regarding regarding the, the dub and sub, um when I first started watching Photon, my family was still here. Um and I was multitasking a lot, carrying a baby, watching. It's like necessity um so i switched it over to japanese so that i would be forced to pay attention throughout the whole thing and actually have to read the subtitles then after i got back from uh from dropping them off in california i watched the rest of it in english because it wasn't it wasn't as much of an issue um so that's what i meant by watching both um and take it or leave it like i i found it hard to focus on a lot of it because I, and I keep dancing around this issue, but in the first episode there, when, when it comes to, so the plot point of getting on to be getting chased by photon. And then Augie had talked about how she gets to the idol's house and then it opens up like a, like a stage. And then it's like his new wife is singing like with him about how they don't know who the heck she is. And they kick her to the curb, so to speak. Um, they set that up with on in a, like the beginning of the anime is incredibly fast paced and they set it up with a, a very quick visual gag that I don't think was delivered properly where on is talking about how she went to his debut or his concert or something. And during the encore, he smiled at her. So she knew that 
like he wanted to be with her and he's an idol. She wants to be with him. So she's racing across the desert um, planet to, to get to him. Right. And the way that they show it is they show him and you see his back and he's like singing or whatever. And then in the foreground, they do a sort of highlight effect to show you that on is there and that it implies that clearly his back is facing her. So he can't possibly be smiling at her. It's all in her head. Right. And I just felt like that joke right there and some other jokes, but that one in particular, it's kind of like that blanket or, and you'll miss it kind of like, and it, it's, I don't know the it, the pacing of the show was sort of all over the place and it was bizarre because sometimes it actually flowed really well into a slowdown moment where you sort of catch your breath. And then other times it didn't. And it was partially probably because I had a lapse in focus on it. And maybe I just wasn't paying enough attention for the, for the pacing shift to be warranted, but I don't know. It's sort of it's sort of a nitpicky thing that if I were to actually sit down and study it, I could probably pinpoint and show you like where the flaws are. But it's I don't care enough about it, you know, to, to actually do that. So I don't know. That's those are that that sums up my just like there's that weird sort of frustration with the show that comes from that aspect of it that was a little bit Well, while he's frozen on time, he reminded me of two other things that I liked about the show was how it was literally called Desert Planet or yeah. whatever, something like that. And I realized once again, I think uh, like Brad was saying the technology and stuff, they're cool ideas. The way the way they incorporated all of those things, I think, built the world pretty well because they had all these neat little things like, oh, they turn the whatever and then the hover something or other works and stuff. I thought it felt like a believable fake world, fantasy world, whatever. Yeah, the and, world building was was done well. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So one thing, one shot. There were a couple shots that I really appreciated with what you're talking about. There's there at the very beginning of the anime, the first episode, where on is being chased by photon it's it's at the moment where she uses the power or whatever to to make him fall down that cliff there's a shot where you see the, the way it's framed you see her on her like vehicle out in the distance of the uh of the desert park it grab something hop off run up to the foreground to where you just see her feet and she plops down this device and then this lever pops out and she sticks her foot in it and it's like there were some really nicely framed shots that that utilized the clever intricate designs very well and then what you were talking about earlier her aspect actually turn out marker that ended up being how she paired her shit. Yeah, there was some interesting stuff I find though is that I'm not huge into um, sci-fi. Sci-fi, you know. So like, but let me let me just say I'm not huge into sci-fi because a lot of it. What's what's that quote that technology at a certain level become indistinguishable with magic? Um, but. Uh, 
no, no, no. There's a there's a quote. Let me. Who I think it was uh, the guy who wrote. Hold on. Was all that crystals talk when he's like, I have ten billion brain crystals now? <laughs> it all sound like techno babble to me. Like, yeah. I don't understand any of that, but Arthur, I think that's half the Arthur, point. Well, the joke was setting up. He's escalating himself to become more powerful, and no matter what happens, yeah, yeah, how many times he's multiplying a higher number, he's still inferior. Times zero, so it goes back to being a null zero number. Arthur C. Clarke had three. Uh, laws. He was a futurist. He had um, and a writer. I think he's the one who wrote "Do Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep," which oh, was later turned yeah. into Blade Runner. Yeah. Uh, and the three laws are: when a distinguished but elderly scientist states that something is possible, he is almost certainly right. When he states that something is impossible, yeah. If you watch the ending close enough, you. You can tell that they use the Earth's map, and it's like the main place is Brazil for photon. Brazil? Yeah. Can you guys hear me? I can hear you now. He he directly interrupted me. I'm like, what's going on? Uh, So the second law is the only way of discovering the limits of the possible is to venture a little way past them into the impossible. And then his third law was any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. Okay. Okay. So that's what I'm getting at with sci-fi is that when it's not designed well in terms of actually understanding mechanics and engineering, it comes off as like, oh, I push a button and now I'm now I'm levitating on my ship. And what I'm getting at here is that what I did appreciate with what you're talking about with Photon is that they actually had thought going into the mechanics of the sci-fi, which I thought was. Don't do that. We can't hear them. <laughs> Slight bounce there. It's got to be really bad. Okay, we heard you. Yeah, we heard the main That's gist fine. of it. That's fine. Keep going. Just we'll, we'll get through this. <laughs> I think that's about all I could remember that I forgot to mention. Okay. On a side note about technology, I thought it was pretty neat to see. Before this became a trend, right now we have something called a saw, a 3D solder pen. What that means is you take this pen just like with 3D print, yeah, 3D printing. You can draw out your circuit and you can lift it up. Oh, yeah, that was cool. It reminded me uh-huh. of the tree in Digimon episode one or whenever that was when oh, Izzy yeah. was drawing the marks. And uh, talking about 3D drawing. In, I think it was like episode two of Photon when uh, Kine was fixing her ship and she was like rolling the barrel to try to trace the marks up. Yes, that's it. I think. Yeah. Or something similar. This is how they promote it. (laughs) Look what you can do. Oh, yeah, totally. (laughs) (laughs) Make little sticks with it. Uh, what's ha- what's happening with this cylinder is uh, all throughout it has different patterns, and she was like trying to find where where the fade was. She found the fade and took the marker and was able to draw redraw over it to fix this problem. 
it, it seems very apparent that my audio has been so bad because I feel like I've already addressed half the things you guys are talking about and you just couldn't hear me when I did it. <laughs> oh, we could not hear you. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Oh, however, we don't know if you ever heard us either. That's I've true. been hearing you guys pretty close for most of it. I can tell because oh, no. you both freeze and it, and it cuts to Augie and I don't hear anything, but it's cutting to his screen. Like I see the little thing switching and it's just completely gray. There's no image, but I know he must be talking. <laughs> Ooh. All funding towards the channel through Super Chats and Patreon go towards me getting better internet to make this not rough. <laughs> well, you got a $20 head start from this podcast. Minus the fees. And he froze again. Wait, he did? Oh. Pinching his nose. I should probably get like screenshots of when it freezes. I was saying, can you hear me now? Yes, yes. I, was saying I forgot. Hear. I forgot to remind people to like the video. I'm terrible at this YouTube thing. Oh. Okay, see, if we're done talking about Photon, I have a proposal Sorry. to make. Just because this was a not required, however, I would still like to talk about it. <gasps> would you like to mm -hmm. move this to a Saturday? this Saturday night just to cover this one topic. No, because I feel like you're the only one who's going to have anything to say about it whatsoever. <laughs> okay. Well, he can just do this on Saturday. <laughs> I, I feel like it since we brought it up in the last podcast, it would be a good idea to, to just sort of go through it. And if we want to do, if you want to do a more in-depth uh, little review or something, you can do that too, but YouTube channel. Come on. This should be the thumbnail right here, I think. Right here. Hold on, let me uh, <laughs> take a yeah, screenshot. Then people are gonna look at the the thumbnail and be like, "That's not anime. Me no want watch." Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I think the three things I was holding for like twenty minutes should be the. Should be the <laughs> also, I I love how we were slowly <laughs> again. Augie, I love how we were slowly mutating the names of the characters because it went from Keen, which is the proper pronunciation, to Kine to Kiane or something. Keen Aqua. <laughs> so th this is this is what we should have as the uh, as the thumbnails. That picture of him with the all the all the chopsticks. Oh, all chopsticks. You, no. You're still frozen, Augie, or are you just holding no, it there? I'm... I'm just looking at the camera. Okay, because because yeah. on my screen now, when it's not clicked on you, it's you holding up Sergeant Kabuki Man's DVD, and when it is clicked on you, it's just a gray screen. Anyway, let's keep going and pretend like there Wait. aren't any audio issues. And I we'll think just get unless he's pulling a prank on us. I think he's actually <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> It's still gray for me. I can't see it. Because he was he was holding his face in the same position for like twenty seconds. Um, so I don't know which version it's going to show in the actual stream, but for me, it's still him holding up the like now it's his face. It was still you holding up the the DVD, but it was like okay, every time I clicked so. on it to see it up close, it would just go to a gray screen. Anyway, Sergeant, so well, to man NYP. Before we go into this, um, yes. I'm going to have to take my leave here because I do technically have work in the morning, but 
it's just a late enough threshold that I can make the podcast. So I think if I go into this Kabuka man, I'm probably going to exceed my limit. So yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. going to see you guys later. Um, I think we had a really well paced podcast, I guess you could say, and productive discussion, yeah. especially with the Legend of Galactic Heroes. Yeah, oh, yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome that I that I kicked your butts over the over the <laughs> over the. Uh, the stalling <laughs> well, not, i guess the stalling the stalling and stuff i asked you to do but there's a lot of there's a lot of nonsense talk that i just sort of steamrolled over you guys for <laughs> anyway all right i'll see you guys right, see you later. later okay so now the stream quality is much better now oh, yes no. now, that, now that he's not here <laughs> there's actually a kabuki man and I regret to say anything else. <laughs> You're going to say there's actually a short of Kabuki Man that was slightly animated for a TV pilot. Is that correct? No, yeah, I already know that. I'm just saying that there's a. I'm seeing. Look at this picture with what looks like Tilda Swinton. I think her name is. Yeah. Next to uh, what I'm going to guess is somebody cosplaying. There is very different from the movie. Hmm. The the cosplay looks better than the, than the movie. What was Probably. going on with the prosthetics on his face? Like, what were they thinking in that movie? Talking about him changing into Kabuki Man or him as Kabuki Man? Okay. Well, let me put it this way. Let me let me screen share this. I would have much rather watched this than huh. whatever. The heck! So he's got like a a mask that only covers the upper half of his face. Yep. He's always got his eyes crossed. Yeah. This movie came, uh, and I I hate to say this, and I'm uh, this is not. You have to repeat whatever you just said. But. Did okay. it cut out again? Go, go for it. You're good. Go. The he came across as quite racist uh, to a degree. <laughs> However, interestingly enough, uh, the Japanese and apparently white males are the two groups that kind of don't care if you're racist against them to a degree. So you can kind of get away with it. Although I just I felt like I, I was surprised to hear the history behind. Kabuki Man, that Troma was a tr uh, approached by which company? Uh, Namco Namco, uh, right. Namco Limited Time Limited Yeah, so whew, I, I, can, I can kind of see, I, I feel like what happened was Namco said, hey, let's do this and then they're like, great, we'll run with this and then they, they show him something and Namco's like uh, this insults us, you know, and they left. That's kind of what I feel like what happened. <laughs> they didn't leave. They they respectfully declined the character as a mascot, but let them continue to finish the movie. Right. But apparently there's also a comic series. Yeah. Sergeant Kabuki Man LAPD? Really? <laughs> Oh, go a fan-made reboot teaser. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Let's see. So, so this we, thing has fans. That's interesting. <laughs> it. Yes, it's cornball. 
it, it's very corny, but I can see see people liking this character. There is a there is a sort of talk show that they produce on Trump. That's Animal Crossing that they produce <laughs> on. Uh, this is the character. I think you can actually draw this character's face when you're on the train. I think. Oh, that's game. blank. That's the blank character. Yeah. So. Because of what I saw on YouTube <laughs> with the amount of sex and stuff <laughs> that I can't oh, yeah. share. Uh, also on Troma on their uh, YouTube channel for Sergeant Kabuki Man, they have an ongoing series called Sergeant Kabuki Man's Cocktail Corner. Yeah. Which is all over the place. The guy that they have a have casted as Kabuki Man's probably the most charismatic character I've ever seen Troma get a hold of. But on to the movie if you can still hit me. I can hear you. move. Okay. I'm looking Ooh. at all all these images in case in case because I feel like this movie you you're gonna bring something up and there's gonna need to be All I've heard was if you bring people to know what's happening. Oh, okay. So the movie starts off with Rembrandt, the muscle-bound guy who looks like he's hopped up on cocaine, kills the current. Oh, I can man. I can bring up a picture of that guy. You talking? Oh, are no, oh, you talking about the guy with the wig? Yeah, the guy with the wig. The guy with the wig. His name is yeah. Rembrandt. Yeah, this guy who stabbed two kids. Like the first thing that happens is he stabs two young stabs, children. Yeah. Stabs children. Yeah, there he is, Rembrandt. Oh, there's the Kabuki man in the top corner. That's the Kabuki man from the cocktail corner. Oh my god. <laughs> this looks like this is this is a cosplay though, yeah? No, that's the character. You sure that's not a cosplay? Well, he's in a different attire. No, but I'm talking about like the hair. Look at how different the hair looks than in the actual like production hair. Well, which looks yes. so much worse. Yeah, it's like 20 years later. Okay. Yeah, that's cocktail wow. corner. All right. Anyway, so continue about uh, Rembrandt. Ooh, Rembrandt! I like this guy. I like this guy as a bad guy. He's he's kind of like the Joker of the movie. He goes around he goes around killing a lot of. He has a body count, and he's not, and he doesn't mind going in disguise. Later on in the movie, or earlier, earlier part of the movie, they go to a bad Kabuki theater. He's disguised as one of the Kabuki people, Kabuki actors. Wearing all this Mets stuff, stuff, and just grinning and just cheesing up the scene as much as possible. Basically, so I'm going to describe this movie. This is this is how it felt to me. You ever been around somebody who got drunk for the first time? Nope. 
Okay. Somebody else Sorry. watching. Something happens to people most often the first time they, they drink and they get really drunk because they've never processed alcohol before. Uh, and particularly when they have something like, um, like let's say a Jaeger bomb, which is a, a liquor and shot of Red Bull, right? Or, or it's, it's a shot of liquor in a Red Bull or something to, the, to that effect, right? So it's like, it's an upper and a downer, right? So you get hyper from all the, uh, from all that um, caffeine and, and whatnot, but you're also really drunk, right? Um, right? Listen to somebody like that, try to tell a story. That's what this was, is that yeah. your mind is all over the place. And I know that that's me a lot of time in general on the podcast because of how hopped up on caffeine I am, but also being super drunk. Hey, see, it's, there's... If you watch this movie, that's obvious. I mean, where in the world do they get those Budweiser's can, Budweiser cans for the guy's apartment? Okay. Well, what I'm saying is, I really like this character, you say. This character was uh, completely nonsensical, and it's just like every single decision when it comes to making this movie, it just seems like the person making it is completely insane. And their their mind is racing... Um, uh, a million you know miles a second yeah. and it's just going absolutely off the walls bonkers crazy um and none of the effects are that good which is part of the charm but it's just literally every single choice is just like give me that give me that. It's like the, it feels like the guy behind the scenes i'm surprised they could actually record anything and actually you know this actually kind of contributes to my theory here it seems to me like on the set and if you've ever if you've ever watched a video of And I feel like I'm surprised that James Rolfe, the angry video game nerd, when he did Lloyd Kaufman, that's probably like, I don't know, 10 hours worth of recording that they condensed into something that was doable. And it just, it seems like I'm surprised he was able to make a video out of that because it's just so all over the place, you know? Um, and I feel like on set, Let's say that Lloyd Kaufman, for example, that sort of energy is direct. Even when he seemed like, I'm starting to wonder if maybe they had to overdub a lot of the lines because you could hear Lloyd Kaufman yelling directions to people during the actual shooting, you know, because it's crazy and all over the place. Like it, it felt like. When they re when they made um, when they made Kung Pao, they purposefully re overdubbed all the dialogue. But what they did is they actually made dialogue uh, that was nonsensical that they actually said on set. So they had a they had actual dialogue that they said, and then they redubbed it so that the lips wouldn't match because then it fit sort of the theme of what they were doing with the with the movie. Um, and uh, it, it, it feels like that, except that the original dialogue is the same as the overdub dialogue. So the lips almost match, but not quite. That's how it feels. Um, so I'm not actually sure. Maybe it was just the YouTube. Um, the YouTube quality may have not been fully there. But it, like I said, did, when you watched it on DVD, I'm assuming? Um, 
I watched it on YouTube. Then slowly, slowly I got through it on DVD. Did it seem as though it was overdubbed in certain areas? Mm. It was. I wouldn't think it was dubbed at all, but um, going back to the whole everything's going every which way, that's kind of a trauma production. I agree right. Rem, the Rembrandt cra- character is crazy as all get out, but as I say, it's like he's hop- hopped up on uh, cocaine the whole time. Well, not only that, but just like... <sighs> that no, scene... I'm- at the beginning has two lawyers talking about how they screwed the system and, and screwed a bunch of people and making all this money. And he's like, they have like the, with this car that he, this Ferrari or whatever he just got, like with this car, the babes are going to be falling all over you. And then like Rembrandt stabbed a woman and throws her out the window. And (laughs) you think, okay, they they obviously don't like these lawyer guys because they're making out to be such scumbags. The woman's going to land on the car and destroy it. No, the woman lands on the guy, and though babes are going to be falling all over you, slap, you know, it hits the guy. That doesn't even kill him. The guy comes back later just to well, get thrown because, up on by Kabuki Man. Well, that's because he got hopped up on cocaine preemptively. Storing <laughs> it off the, the car. Thing about Rembrandt is it just like okay? This is this is one of those things. Uh, I don't know how to properly describe this other than to say this is a movie where every character is Tommy Wiseau, but none of them are as entertaining as Tommy Wiseau, not even close. Like they're all acting as poorly as possible. And, and nobody except for maybe the police captain is taking it seriously. You feel like that, that one guy felt oddly like he was actually trying and everybody else was just like, be as ridiculous. Like like the main guy, the guy who plays Kabuki Man, I feel like he's trying to almost do like a zoink Scooby, you know, kind of like a shaggy voice throughout most of it. And, and he's yeah. kind of just like... I feel like he's the only one who really was trying to act. Out. Him but and when, when he's Kabuki Man, he's always got his eyes crossed and stuff. Oh, yeah, he's Kabuki Man. Um, let's see. I think I think the one thing that you're angry about with the character was the <laughs> the, the monkey the, the first day the scene right after the butt kicking first date scene where you see the picture of the what do you call it Statue of Liberty and they're sitting there talking about how Kabuki Man gets his power, which involves. Uh, Involves the power of haiku. haiku. Yeah. Oh, was that a type of karate? No, it's a type of poem. Yeah. I think that might have been. Is that the scene that you really didn't like? Because, yes, that is a very. It was a ridiculous scene, but that I didn't seem that weird. Mm, Mike, sorry. Gosh. So, okay, remember, remember the uh, the. Sergeant Kabuki Man LAPD thing I was talking about, the fan-made reboot. So I feel like this is from something else that they just photoshopped over the makeup. They have like this crazy... What do you think? Oh. That's not Kabuki Man. 
Yeah, Sergeant Kabuki Man LAPD, the fan-made reboot. I'm not going to lie. The, you froze, then the next thing I heard was your question, and I see this guy. Yeah. So this is Sergeant Kabuki Man LAPD, the fan-made reboot. Hmm. And I'm saying I would have watched this, uh, and I'm I'm not sure if this is actually, this might actually, the way, I don't know. I'm speculating here, might actually be, look at the costume he's wearing, it looks pretty, it was a fan-made costuming, because it's like duct-taped, garbage bags on i don't know when i first saw the thumbnail i thought it was a clip from from the hbo series rome that they had just photoshop painted uh makeup on but i don't know but this looks this looks interesting compared to uh what we did watch <laughs> now if you go over right and down one down one that is from uh toxic avenger part four Oh dear. <laughs> oh, so this is him on set without the upper makeup part, the upper yep. mask, I mean. Ah. This poor guy. <laughs> That's cruel. Wiki Man deserves much more. Uh, Anyway, yeah, so, uh, I mean, you got to give it the trauma, I I guess. (laughs) Oh, man, I just, I don't know. Like I said, it was like a really, it was like a movie that was trying to be super, super terrible bad, but failing because the only way that a bad movie is good is when it's not trying to be bad. So, at the one of the very earlier scenes was the grandfather was trying to transfer the power of Kabuki to someone. Mm-hmm. How'd you feel about that whole scene? Did he transfer it by kissing him? No, you're missing one other detail. Which was? Putting worms in his mouth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, so he transferred it by chewing up the worms and spitting them into his mouth? Is that what's going on? Yep. Oh, look, I just, I just happened to find that scene. <laughs> That particular scene right here. And later on, sadly, he, sadly, the old man dies. The old man's wearing the makeup in the picture. Yeah. Later on, oh, that's a scene from Newcomb High Part Two. Uh, later on, the his granddaughter chases after him, trying <laughs> he's trying to get him to eat worms. Worms, which that's probably the only other scene that you see the worms anymore. So, so how do you regarding, feel about them? What? regarding Rembrandt, real quick, I just want to say that I liked this character a lot more. Oh, Stuart. Is this Stuart? Oh, no, that's not Stuart. Uh, darn it. I call him Mr. Weenie. He <laughs> is a, believe it or not, this guy is a professional wrestler that Troma got to act, act in a couple of movies. Uh-huh. Uh, he's he done. seemed like the kind of character where they're like, well, we've got this on retainer. How do we put him in our, our next movie? Pretty much. Oh, God. And then the, the part where he had the katana and he 
turned him into sushi. Oh yeah, he's sushi. I forgot about that. Yep. So yeah, he turned people into screen sharing all of this stuff because some of these things you don't want to see. <laughs> oh man. So how about the Kabuki Man power? Power to fly if he can remember it. The power to shoot chopsticks into someone. Launching parasols into people. The art of yeah. noodle. Uh, tying people up with noodles. How about how about the entire arc where he turned into a clown? <laughs> Uh, how did you react to that? I just <laughs> I turned my brain off at that you. point, and then I I sort of turned my brain off watching this movie, and then I came to, and I'm like, oh, he's a clown now. Huh? <laughs> Can't wait for Augie to explain to me why this is happening because <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to rewind it enough to figure out why. What happened? What's happening is for him to be he's going to transform into some sort of clown like some gesture like being anyway. He which, needs to which is so culturally sensitive to what Kabuki is. <laughs> so what's happening is he's rejecting the Kabuki and turning into a clown. Clown for that scene. I like how the oh God, I forgot about this too. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, two heads of Hitler, by the way. That's at the very end. Um I like in the clown scene, what I liked is he had to steal a bike, steal a tricycle from a kid, also, and try to run away. Also, yeah. Is this supposed to be his his giant green junk? Um, uh, no one will know. Um, <laughs> that was that was just a a, a tack on another movie. What's that movie? Reanimator. Part two, that that took me by surprise seeing that on TV. <laughs> There's a scene in that movie where a character's dick gets bitten off, and then it comes back to life and fights a rat. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's you... real. <laughs> how'd you Am react I wrong? to the? I haven't seen Reanimator two. One two now. Not because of that scene, <laughs> but because Reanimator has sequel. <laughs> um, okay, let me let me go on a quick tangent, real quick. I when I was in college, my um, it was what? my public speaking teacher, but I don't I don't think it was public speaking class. I think it was a separate film history class that I took that had the same teacher. We had to go to a one man show in L.A for an Edgar Allan Poe um, performance uh, of uh, what's the Edgar Allan Poe story? The um, Nevermore, right? Um, mm. And the guy who played uh, Poe was um, the actor from Reanimator. Hmm. So anyway, side note over. All right. So how did you feel when the when he stole the tricycle? The guy in the dump truck, the trash truck, ran over the bicycle and had to pay the kid off. Well, I must have had my brain turned off at that moment, and from now on, in this uh, 
in this little review, I'm going to segue into other things that were more interesting. <laughs> I've about, about... That is a weird face that it froze you on. <laughs> we'll see if I'm going to capture this. All right. Come on. Come on. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on. Darn it. Wait. No, my, my AirPods are dying. Me. Oh, can okay. Me? I can hear you. I can see you. You're putting earbuds in. Your hands loading there. All right. So we got Rembrandt out of the way. We got Kabuki Man's powers out of the way. The girlfriend, first girlfriend dies. Second girlfriend comes in the fray. Um, what was your thoughts on the police? Can you hear headquarters? me? I can hear you now. What's your Have thoughts you on the police? National team? Lampoon's Loaded Weapon 1? No. Okay. One of the best comedy movies ever made. There's a scene in that movie. First of all, just to set the stage of what it's like, you know, it's obviously it's it's a reference to Lethal Weapon, and it's kind of like a knockoff of cop movies and stuff like Die Hard and and those kind of movies from from that time. There's a scene in that movie, and I'm gonna I'm gonna preface it with a scene that's unrelated to what we're talking about, just so it gets you the set like sort of in the mindset. There's a scene in that movie where um, Charlie Sheen's brother, whose name I always forget, he's got the the Emilio. Estevez, I think his name is. Um, he's sneaking into this place and he's the people in front of him are speaking another language and the subtitles come up on screen. Then they pass away and he goes to try to sneak around and he trips over the subtitles and creates a bunch of noise. Right. So that's that's the, the silliness of it. There's a scene in this movie. By the way, the other guy opposite Emilio Estevez is Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. There's a scene in this movie where they commandeer some kids' bikes. Um and uh um, like they're like, we need this piece, you know, like how they how they chase some accents. I got a picture of bikes. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep um, reverting back to things that are. So what was your question? Uh, the police scene the we first go into the police headquarters and it's like people everywhere Hold on, i've got a i've got a graphic for this <laughs> the police scene you mean the part where all of a sudden only his lower half turns into kabuki man yeah you're in the right location like there's all the police officers and criminals like cramped up everywhere yeah it was it was like there were way too many people in that precinct for for what they were doing there. I don't know. I think it's close to real life there. So I, I oh here I found I found the opposite end of the scene I was going to show. Um, here's a. Yeah, that's the very end of it. <laughs> Another character crossing their eyes. Like, this is what I mean. The actors were all trying so hard to be bad. They're trying so hard to be, to not do a good job that it, it just became like, like, like I said, there's a bad movie that's so bad that it's fun to watch. 
this was a movie that was trying to be that and just became unbearable, in my opinion. They tried so hard to be un to just be unbelievably bad that they just became unbelievably bad. Whereas, let's say Tommy Wiseau in the room is trying his hardest to be good, and it's it's humorous how bad it ends up being because he's taking everything so seriously. He's not like oh, and then crossing his eyes and just being goofy, you know. Yeah. However, I really. Yeah, scratch that. Let's see. Next. Oh yeah. I like Thoughts I like, like on... the difference in how they promoted the VHS tape versus the DVD years later. Hmm. The promotional way, like on, when they when you rent it at the video store, this is what you saw instead yeah. of instead of the DVD, or I guess the fake Blu-ray or the maybe the foreign Blu-ray. Where's the other one? Here, this one. This is the cover that, that they sold on also on the DVD right here. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, anyway, so the, I'm just saying the pack. Oh, no, this is a VHS. Maybe this is the other side. Huh. Well, eh, well, the character's right there. If you click on the right for a right picture of uh, Reginald, Reginald Stewart. This guy? This guy? Yeah. Okay. Oh, this guy, he takes everything so serious. It feels like they took him, kind of plucked him out of a Robocop movie and gave him a plot kind of similar to uh, Big Trouble, Little China. This guy doesn't take any shit. He'll, he'll even shoot his cu- He'll even shoot his nephew without even having an ounce of remorse. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he takes it seriously and actually gives a, a an okay performance until this happens. Uh, so, and and also to segue once again to something that was done much funnier. Um, have you seen Hot Shots Part Two? I've always seen the cuff front cover, but I never had a chance to okay, see that. So movie. Hot Shots Part Two in the very beginning of that movie has a, uh, a reference to Rambo part three, which is the one where Stallone was on steroids and got so ripped and he's fighting like in the tie, like hut and he's fighting the guy. Um, and uh, Sergeant uh, or Colonel, Colonel Trotman shows up uh, to bring Rambo back to the States or whatever, or, or to go on a mission or something they use for the parody, the same actor playing the same character in hot shots part two. So you were talking about this guy being like he's in uh, RoboCop. Uh, Kind of the same thing there, except, again, much funnier in Hot Shots Part 2 because they use the exact same actor. He's, like, wearing the same costume, like the same outfit from Rambo and everything. Okay. Let's see. What I'm saying is that your your taste in old movies sucks. (laughs) Oh, this is... I don't know why you're saying that. This was meant to be an April Fool's watch. (laughs) Yeah. So who's the so who's laughing now? <laughs> Only you, because the movie wasn't funny. <laughs> Here, I'll give you some more some more clips to. Uh... Let's see. Well, if you keep doing this, we'll never end. Let's see. So we, yeah, we pretty much covered all the characters. Chopsticks. 
Yeah, they got the attack in the park with uh re- with Reginald's goons. Parasol, it's which not hard at all. Not hard at all, her. Oh, I finally get it. When I look at this like this uh <laughs> this um like cosplay of it, that there's a K for Kabuki Man. This is this mm-hmm. is katakana oh. ka for Kabuki Man. I get it. Yep. I was wondering why there was a K, a ka on him. And he's got this oversized like this looks like a cosplay sword. How thick it is. Oh yeah. Well, they're they're in Jersey, so you can't run around with a sword even with a permit. Except that there's literally a scene in the movie with an actual katana. Where he knocks over the vase. That actually oh. happens in the movie. Like it just yeah. uh Tarantino pops up for some oh he's at trauma. But there's why is Hawkeye in here? Like which <laughs> I don't want to get too far down. I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna show you this picture of Lloyd Kaufman in the nude. <laughs> I don't want to see that either. Uh, and here's our here's our uh, chopstick attack in the park. This scene was bizarre too. They they get in like this heated argument to the point where his forehead is touching this light and her forehead is on the other side of it, and they're like yelling at each other. And well, with this movie, it has every single cop cliche that you can have. I can say that much. All the way down to one of Brad's I... favorites. Oh yeah, the the picture that he's showing, that's the scene from their uh, violent date. What? I'll just say that the actor who played this guy, can you hear me okay? Yes. Augie. I can hear you. The, no, I can't hear you. Could have been a a, a, a likable movie. I agree to that. The, he was he was trying with what he had to deal with. I mean, even the one scene where the apartment was about to blow up, he looked really pissed off at the camera when they finally got that shot that they wanted. So this one character only had two minutes of view time. Hold on, real quick. I want to segue something real quick. Um, I, I'm looking up Sergeant. I want to know what other movies the actor's been in. But while I was doing that, I happened to see this ad here for Upgrade. Um, in order, I had another issue with with YouTube not loading on Chrome, and I the way I fixed it ended up logging me out of everything. I ended up seeing a trailer for this. This looks like um, it's like a Hollywood version of Ghost in the Shell. It's sort of like not not that far into the future, but sort of the idea behind it is sort of taking on uh, an idea similar to a lot of things explored in in Ghost in the Shell, but more of an action movie rather than a sci-fi movie take on it. Just throwing that out there. This is something that you guys might want to check out sometime if you can get it for a good price. It's called Upgrade. Sorry. Anyway. All right. So how did you feel about the monkey? If you make a movie and there's a there's a chimpanzee with clothes on in it, I will walk out. <laughs> I'll just say that. 
I'm so I so hate that the chimpanzee was making money or uh, making money. The chimpanzee was wearing a uh, a suit. I don't oh. even know where that that how did my that phrasing get so screwed up that I said making money? Um, he was wearing a uh, like a like a top hat and everything, wasn't he? Yeah, he wore a hat and an overcoat. So scratch what I said. <laughs> the actor who played the Kabuki Man was a waiter in an episode of Felicity. <laughs> uh, sadly, yeah. Um, so thoughts of the movie, or my thought overall thoughts of the movie. Um, for a trauma movie, this was pretty watchable. That's that's hard for me to hear. I'll just say that <laughs> that this was for a trauma movie. This was watchable. You're telling me that that this is one of the good ones. Mm, this is one of the good ones. If you really want a good trauma movie, I can point you to some. I mean, what got the director of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy to step up his game to get up there was Tromeo and Juliet. Oh God. I'll pass. This is something I don't have to fulfill my life with. Let me let me put the put it this way. The one tweet I had to say about this is I'm glad it was on YouTube and I didn't waste any money buying the DVD before I saw it. <laughs> That's all I have to say about this movie. Um, I did like. Granted, it's a poor script, but I did like some of the deliveries that they tried to do do with this. Um. With the over exaggerations and uh, over the topness of some of the characters, it did make the scenes move. Mm. <laughs> if you're in a B movie mood and don't have any good ones around, give this one a watch. If you can find something better to do, go find something better to do. I kind of have a... Yep. You first saw Sergeant Kabuki Man. <laughs> oh, let's see. So nice seven. All that. Uh, yeah, ten. Ten. There's nostalgia glasses on when you're watching this. <laughs> I oh, I can't I can't believe anybody could first impression this now and act. I, I I will I will vehemently disagree with your position on this movie. <laughs> well, you may you may bash me all you want for this, but if you think this is bad, this is watchable. You have something in your collection that is not watchable. <laughs> not watchable in the slightest. Now I'm now I'm really myself for trusting you on he's talking about cosplay fetish battle drones. Uh and that's uh, a bad movie. I'm so I'm so not ready for this. So I, I, I don't know if you could hear me before I went over the uh the filmography of the actor who played kabuki man yep. and apparently he hasn't been in anything good pretty much a lot of trauma movies 
Also, a waiter in Felicity and a character named Gigolo in Star Trek Voyager. Ooh. Well, I know what episode to watch, I guess. Oh, man. <laughs> it's, it's Life Signs is the name of the episode in Star Trek Voyager. Well, AC, there's only one thing to say now. Which is? April Fools. Okay. <laughs> well, Ooh. I you know it's funny because it's like okay, so next year I have to top this. Can't top it. Can't think of a movie I would <laughs> I would have to sit through that would be worse than this. And I, and and you know what? I wouldn't even do that to myself. <laughs> you know, just for the sake of getting you on it, I can't even think of. I mean, I there's a ton of anime that I could pick that I just like cringe at the thought of ever having to sit through again. But I, I'm not gonna sit through it again. So, so you're safe on that count. Um, I'm gonna have to make FDM pick next year. <laughs> Let's see, what's a Canadian? What would be a Canadian B movie? Oh yeah, there's only one: the last, the final sacrifice with Rousedower. Let's watch um, the Super Mario movie. <laughs> I have that. I have it too. I love it. Oh, me too. John John Leguizamo was perfect casting in that. Oh yeah. Oh. Anyway, how much of next time on the watch? Up? Yes. Um. Next time on next the. Time on the watch club. Let me grab. We got Raznathon. How are you so bad at pronouncing Raznathon? Because I haven't had to say it too much. <laughs> So I just want to address uh, in the description of this video, we've got um, affiliate links to where you can get Razafon on Amazon. And again, as always, as collectors, I suggest that you look for other places. But if you want to help fund the channel, you can do it through the affiliate link, but it's only going to be like a couple pennies. Um, but uh, just, just to use those links to know what's out there. Um, just so you know, if you want to get like a slick, cool art box like this, uh, this is the... That is a cool art box. I think this picture is on like the thin pack art box that has uh, the movie in it too. But I've got all that listed in the uh, in the um, description, I think, and also on the uh, the Watch Club document on the Facebook group. Anyway, so this is what we're going to be watching for for next podcast. And if you are are planning on watching this just know that this is what is it 26 27 episodes plus the movie 26 episodes and a movie three complete episodes on the last volume but they don't tell you which ones uh, yeah i'm pretty sure it's 26 episodes plus a movie so if you want to watch it you're gonna have to if you're starting now you have to watch two episodes a night every night until the next podcast um in order to uh to be able to make sure that you you get through it. So um, get started. Uh, don't, don't put it off. Uh, anyway, I guess we'll wrap things up here. Anything else you want to say, Augie? You got your little sign off. Uh, yeah. Good night. Have a great week. Save your money and pay your bills off.
<laughs> Please like and subscribe. Yeah, we need to. I need to pull up the uh, the schedule. So the next podcast will not be next day, but after that, which is April nineteenth, is the next podcast. All right. So we'll see you guys then. Take it easy. See you later. And there's lost my mouse. Dang it! Please, this one. I can't stop the broadcast. There oh no! I can't stop my the mouse. music. Oh, we go. I can't. the 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 mouse is doing that thing where it goes behind the window. You need to click on instead of in front of it. You know what? You, that doesn't happen to you. It's Gary's. It's Gary's behind the folders. Where can I? Click? I just want to. Uh, anyway, I got I it. We'll no, see you guys on. Yeah. I'm just double checking again. Yeah, April nineteenth. We'll see you guys then. Take it easy.